0: program contains mature subject matter
1: including
2: maladjusted youth masochistic hillbillies and the excitement of the price is right
0: it may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers
2: viewer discretion advised I would like
3: if I may to take you On a
4: strange journey. I'm giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful,
5: we will be. We had a real with this.
0: Operation Big Concert, where we finally take things to the next level. When Josie and the Pussycats play their stadium concert, all the kids in the audience as well as the ones watching at home, will have to purchase these. It's the debut of 3DX Surround Sound, a new technology that makes the music feel like it's happening all around you. Like 3D. Gentlemen, a demonstration. This is what those kids think they're hearing on those headsets. And this is what they're really hearing.
6: Conform, free will is overrated. Jump on
5: the bandwagon. Hey, that voice. I know that voice. It's a um, man. Uh... It's
0: Mr. Movie phone Yes. He does all our subliminal tracks.
6: There is no such place as Area 51.
5: Excellent work, Fiona. These kids will never know what hit them.
0: And neither will you. I'm sorry, what was that? Huh? What?
5: He just said something. No, I didn't. Yes, you did.
0: No, I didn't.
5: Yes, you did. I said... These kids will never know what hit them. And then you said, and neither will you. I did? We all heard you.
0: Oh. Well, what I meant to say was, and neither will you guys. Meaning the teenagers? It's just emphasizing my point. Oh. Oh, Okay. Great. Thanks. That was close. Excuse me. I was going to say that was close to being a really nice moment between the two of us. Don't you think?
5: Yeah, you know, I guess. <laughs> I have to be getting back to the
4: Pentagon, so... Coming at you in 3ED. It's episode 64 behind the schemes for September 27, 2021. I am Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse.
7: And from all the way the hell over here, I need to get back to the Pentagon as well. My name is Lavish. Well, uh, you got
4: some you got some big shit going down at the Pentagon? You know what? I
7: realized I left um about two point three trillion dollars there.
4: Just laying around.
7: I just let it wasn't you know what it was is it wasn't because it was in, it wasn't like in a cash form. I had it on a hard drive because the U.S. dollar is a digital currency. And so I had it there, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's behind the schemes and it's uh, September 27th 2021. And it is a beautiful night. I think we're at about a half moon right now. Uh, waning. Which means it's getting smaller.
4: Getting a little further on into the year, I mean, shit, I think next episode's going to be October.
7: Mm. Mmm. One of the best months of the year, everybody's favorite month. Around these parts, um, September and October is really where things get nice, and I think that that just goes about for damn near everywhere, September, October. September in particular, but you get it around.
4: Yeah, it's just starting to get a little chilly here. I've been wearing denim since uh, mid-summer, so it hasn't really stopped me. Sure. Well, at
7: you so, work at some in point, an industry where you're never outside.
4: This is... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, I, uh, I had a fairly interesting weekend. I had a conversation with somebody that was... Uh, it was an incredibly vindicating conversation uh and you know it feels good to actually encounter this sort of conversation in the wild mm-hmm. but i had a uh it's hard to gauge probably half an hour 45 minute long chat uh i will have to disc- uh, disclose that i was a, a pretty much hammered at this point you just
7: uh, smash oled. well that's where the good stuff happens
4: but uh yeah, I had a I had a long thorough conversation with a former Mayo te- uh, Mayo clinic technician. A Mayo clinic technician. Former one. Doesn't work there now. And th- it's all the information that we need, but uh And they would know. make mayo
7: at this clinic.
4: Yes, massive vats of it. I mean, vats big enough that you could put a person in. You right. Know, Medical a-
7: grade mayo. Yeah. Right.
4: I mean, you'd have to fold a person in half like three or four times maybe to get them to fit. Well, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, I pretty much started the conversation off with I'm not looking to get into a debate on whether or not ivermectin is considered effective or not. But I really got to know what's your opinion on the conversation about it being shut down. And that really just blew open the doors. um, She's she's with the people that are saying that it works. I mean, early enough, early on enough, in small doses with vitamin C and zinc, uh, mm-hmm. that would be things that you could do. Uh, Is that
7: her texting you now, being like, "You fool! <laughs> They're coming to get you. They're at the door. You fucked up." FBI, open up! Oh fuck! Oh no! It's happening! It's happening! <laughs>
5: It's
3: happening. It's happening.
4: <laughs> Fucked so, up. She is, she is fully behind the definition and intention of natural immunity. She doesn't give a fuck what people say. Uh, there was long conversations about the people that um, promote science in such a way. Uh, I was kind of spamming this clip during the pre-show.
8: Yeah, that's not right
5: science. You got to believe our science. And uh
4: she wasn't she wasn't as negative about it as I was just there, but uh mm. she mm. you know, people that praise and tout science and trusting the experts are the f- people furthest removed away from science. Um mm. Oh, and I haven't heard this description yet, but she compared medicine not to a single-use equals effect, but it's just a cascade of events once you introduce this, uh, whether it be medication, surgery, therapy, um, just all of it, chain starts a reaction. It's of, not a one and done. It doesn't end. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the bodily autonomy the healthcare is a, a right to choose um and you know it was it was a really great time
7: it's a I really can tell. great time i can tell no it's good that it's good when you get to talk to people who actually work in the medical field and i've for the ones that i've talked to four out of five of them are like yeah it's overblown we're tired this sucks the only people dying are sick or fat and old and dying of cancer or whatever. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but but then there's people that are like, oh, and they, and they, they debate about it. They'll at least have a conversation with you about it, which is, I think, more than what you'll get with a lot of other people.
4: Yep, because all they have to do is just say, you don't believe in the science? Oh, well, I mean, the science? Oh, well, you know. <laughs>
7: Don Lemon told me that the science said... That Mr. Science called. They got a call on the science phone that told them that, you know, things changed again. This week, there's a different science now. Science is always changing, folks. <laughs>
2: oh, praise science. Oh, Praise science. Praise uh, science. This uh, is real uh, science. Uh, uh, science.
7: Praise science.
4: Uh, she did, in my humble and a professional opinion, upgrade us. And I, I have been so ecstatic to share this with everybody. But I was describing the show in such a way that we set up shop and we present these uh, far out there uh, ideas or events um, or maybe just our own deconstruction of, of the way things happen. But it's like we set up shop and we got these displays that you can come and check them out. And she's like, oh, you guys sound like a bunch of conspiracy curiositors. Mm. Conspiracy Curiositers. So I'm especially jitty about that one. Mm. Very good. And that's my boots on the ground report for your weekly COVID-19 update.
7: Nice. <laughs> well, I guess I, my report would be me and my band played a gig again on uh, last Saturday. And we went to our spot that we like to play at out in the Delta Loop. It's kind of like... a a riverside boater bar type of type of joint and um, that place like has never shut down it never really had mass to begin with and it certainly doesn't now and you go there and the place is just like packed and and everyone's drinking and there's a bunch of regulars and people come through on their boats and and that's just like uh, what, what would you say it's about 50 miles out of San Francisco out of the most hardcore um, element You know, and it just goes to show my boots on the ground report from California is that not all of California is completely beholden to the masters.
4: (laughs) You know what I mean? There's still some parts of California that like that fresh air motherfucker.
7: Yeah. I mean, California is a big state and there's a lot of parts of it that are very far away from any city or any kind of civilization. There's plenty of rural parts of California. And uh, you don't really have to even go that far to find it, you know, um, especially in San Francisco, in the Bay Area. I mean, in L.A., you know, L.A. L.A. is one of the most widespread out urban metropolies in, in the world.
4: That and, is uh, one gaping hellhole.
7: Yeah, it is a giant, giant butthole that has been <laughs> ravaged, ravaged and ravaged and, and just asks for more. Please, I need more, more, more up this giant cavity that is the city of Los Angeles um, yeah it's it's incestuous. They, they've been trying to get after our water for years and and they want to do to us what they did to the Owens Valley and what they've done to a, a bunch of other communities they just destroy wherever they go they're just a giant octopus and they slither their way in and they destroy everything they touch it's fucking miserable I love LA I love to visit there for, for weekends and you know my sister lives there and I like to like hang out there every now and again and I'll go to you know Wayne Chung's or something, but Jesus Christ, this you know, chill out a little bit, LA. Would you? <laughs> Give me a break here. Um, yeah, that's I guess that's my boots on the ground for it. sure.
8: Hell
4: yeah. Uh oh, and I did a a really fun encounter with Hog Story last Thursday, and then they turned around and got fucking Adam the Podfather Curry to show up tonight. That's right. You had to follow up, or he had to follow you.
7: <laughs> you had to follow yous. Ah. It's
4: okay. I, I left a wide berth. Doors fully ah. open, Adam. <laughs> Anytime you want.
7: <laughs> ah, he crushed it. Congratulations to the Hogs for getting uh, for getting the Adam Curry, the podfather, on the the creator and the proprietor of what we call podcasting. And, uh, of course, the host of the greatest uh, podcast of the universe, No Agenda, every Monday and Thursday. Or or not Monday and Thursday, but uh, Sunday and Thursday.
4: Uh, Thursday and second Thursday.
7: Sunday and second Sunday.
4: Mm. Oh, shit. Second Sunday and Sunday, I think is how how that one would go. Second Sunday and second Thursday. Oh, Jesus.
7: (laughs) (laughs) We'll save that one for Opposite Day. That'll be our Opposite Day episode. Actually, when is Opposite Day? Huh? I couldn't tell you. Opposite Day. Ooh, it's going to be January 5th. Or I'm sorry, it's not going to be on January 5th. <laughs> anyway, we're keeping
4: an eye on that now. Another uh, holiday to add to the list. It's kind of interesting that they've picked uh, Jesus Day and then Thor's Day. Never thought about that. Jesus I, Day and Thursday? Yeah, Sunday and th- Thursday.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Neat.
4: Yeah, it all fits
7: into the puzzle, doesn't it?
4: We well, got a couple of no agenda clips for uh, for some some parts later in the show, but before we can even get to that, we should probably take a look at our tarot card for tonight. That's very true. We probably should. Which, uh, from the Line Strider deck, it is the Nine of Wands. Hmm. The Nine of Wands. Resilience, well. strength, wounded but victorious and entrenched. And in this card, it's uh, it's like a little fox dude. We were talking about foxes earlier in the chat uh, today. Funny yeah, enough. Like foxes. Uh, but yes, it's a it's a fox with eight staves poked into the ground behind him, and he's kind of leaning on one.
7: Yeah, it's a it's a weak looking man who's who's leaning on that one wand, and then the other eight are upright, and they're yeah, kind
4: of like a, a weak wall. And he's got a bandage around his head. We also did draw the reversed nine of wands. I should state, uh, but let me give you a quick. Normal interpretation for this one the card signifies strength and opposition if attacked, the person will meet an onslaught boldly in his build shoes that he may prove a formidable antagonist with his main significance there are all uh there are all its possible adjuncts delay suspension and adjournment adjournment I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that word right mmm. And then a reverse meaning when the nine of wands line strider appears, the first and best thing that you should do is take a deep and calm breath. Don't let worry overwhelm you spend only once a day or once an hour thinking about your concerns. At least one of your worries is your own imagination. Be specific about what's scaring you and put it aside. What are the real uh, possibilities of the problem? If it actually happens, comfort yourself and if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Asking for help is a sign of a strong person.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about persistence It's about grit It's about perseverance it, It's more than just about being strong It's about being smart And it's about Because the wands It's, it's not about um, the, the wands obviously signify a sort of magical element or, or a spiritual element Something that is sort of Beyond the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it is of the earth at the same time because the wands are literally like these staffs of rough wood these branches of, of ash or or whatever they are uh, holly perhaps hollywood <laughs> throw it back to LA being a <laughs> shithole but yeah I mean these things are meant to signify something that is of nature but is beyond nature sure it's a stick but it's so much more than a stick
4: A stick is so much more than a stick to a kid.
7: Yeah. And that's what a person is a lot of the time. I think a lot of people, uh, unless you're like an insanely um, confident narcissist or whatever, but most people have much more in them than they realize. Just like a stick does. A stick, you can throw a stick in the ground, and if it's the right kind of stick in the right conditions, it'll grow into a beautiful tree. And that in and of itself is fantastic magic that definitely comes in into play when you're talking about this kind of imagery and a person is very much the same and you you draw it, you know, from yourself, right?
4: Isn't that right? Sorry, you caught me right as I was choking.
7: <laughs> Are you choking on, uh, on what I was saying? Cause it was silly or
4: no, I, I had a, a piece of phlegm get caught in my throat.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Literally choking. Oh, yes. Don't do that. Do you have a beer? It sounds like you need a beer.
4: I have a Verner's ginger ale for tonight. Oh, that's very, delicious. Very delicious ginger ale. Very cream soda in its texture. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I've got a, uh, a beer. I've got a
7: 21st Amendment Brewery. Uh, brew free or die.
4: Oh, I like IPA. that. Yeah. Uh, but to wrap it up on this card, uh, I got one last part I liked out of this uh, urge you urges you to keep going no matter what even if everyone and everything seems to be against you right now don't give up there is hidden hidden there is a hiding energy sorry that's weird there is a hiding energy inside of you that needs to be released Mm -hmm. and the imagery that came to my mind was the gnarly motherfuckers smoking parliament recessed filtered Cigarettes clamping down with its teeth. True grit. Big Mm -hmm. M-80. (laughs) Yeah,
7: working a graveyard shift. Getting through it. Working the second graveyard shift in a row. Doing it.
4: (laughs) Uh, Second Sunday, second Thursday, second graveyard shift. Yep. Uh, So if you want to check out that tarot card... You should go to Zososcorner.substack.com, Z-O-S-O-S, and uh, subscribe there. If you want to get our show notes emailed to you out, uh, that we email out to you, you can have them when we go live, do it every Monday night, get cool shit in there. All the links, all the uh, videos that we'll play, clips and whatnot, they're all Mm -hmm. featured there.
7: Yeah, we're not just talking out of our butts here, people. We've got our references. So if you want to see them, they're there and they look very lovely. The Oso's Corner substank Find them now.
4: And yeah. Get yours today. Yeah. Uh and if you don't want to type in that link, you can find the link posted in the chat room, hashtag greenroom on the zero node dot net. Come hang out there. There's other cool freaks of hazards. Weirdos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, charlatans of on the of night running around today. It's a good time. Conspiracy curiositors. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I think one of our strongest uh, suits is that we we take the names that people call us and we turn it into uh, you know a shield, a strength, a cool. We take it back, we reclaim it. You know what I mean?
8: It was bad radio.
7: Yeah, badradio.live. You can find it. That's where you can find us. Badradio.live is actually one of my favorite domains.
4: Yeah, it's uh I'd say it's one of the top tier memes around this show. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, whatever, you know. It's good. It's no, good. no, no, no. I'm good. saying I'm saying like the badradio.live and then there's a just a, a jingle or an ISO to go with it. it's it's a it's a fine pairing of uh, fine pairing. It's a fine pairing.
7: Um, like a Cabernet Sauvignon. And a nice crispy meme.
4: Yes, I was trying to think of like good cheeses and honey or something.
7: Oh, uh, like a brie, like a uh, a, a nice uh, Toscano. Anyway, we don't we don't need to get into the cheese because that'll just make people hungry.
4: Uh, and we did have uh, we did have a donation come in this. Yeah, week. like the
7: thing of Freak of Hazard.
4: Yeah, for sure. And it's our returning fan favorite, Sir Manny. Uh hope you're doing okay. Haven't uh, heard much since everything went down in New Orleans, so hopefully you made it out of there.
7: Yeah, man. I hope the hope the power came back on and hope everything's cool.
4: But uh he came in with 1666. 1666. And uh that's a a super valuable way of supporting the show. And he's come in quite a few times. But we also have people like Servo and uh, he, he keeps Gal, or bot, up and running in the chats, and she'll do uh, tarot cards for you, roll dice, all that good jazz. Hell, yeah.
7: Yeah, we got one of the baddest spots around. It's a good time. Yep, we're Value for Value podcast. Uh, we don't have any uh, corporate sponsors. We don't have any advertisers whatsoever. We just uh, operate on the system because that way we don't have to, you know, have any advertisers, have anybody tell us what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about, what we can't talk about, which is the most important thing. And, uh, yeah, so if you want to visit our site and, and say hello and send us an email, see what you think about the show, you can give us a call uh, at our scream line. You can do all kinds of things to support the show um, that are not financial at all. And we'll be happy to accept all, any information that you have to send to us.
4: And the easiest way to find all that is loveislit.com, I hope. It wasn't working yeah. by the time uh, I came around to Hogs Story last week. But it looks Hello. like it, it, it redirects now. So loveislit.com take you right to behindtheschemes.com. Yes, indeed. Yeah,
7: come on with the same or whatever. Is, does Bill Hicks have anything to say on the
4: matter? Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story
0: we told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never
4: know who's behind the
0: screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-SEXY. 612-263-SXXY. That's 612-263-7999
4: looks like a phone boy was able to fact check me in real time that love is lit. Ah, is it's not- okay.
7: Love is lit will work. And uh, <laughs> if it doesn't work, you can go to behind the and the threes and the es and schemes are threes. See, it's you not just go there or bad radio live. It doesn't matter. We'll get it working.
4: It's not fair. Cause I, well, I shouldn't say that it's not fair, but it works from this side and I can never tell. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Anyway, if you would like to complain with me about it, maybe scream, you can call 612-263-7999. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can complain on the air. Uh how about I hit you with the first one that came in on Tuesday last week? Surely.
7: Didn't do it the second time. <laughs> That's got to make you feel better.
4: I feel like it's the. Uh, did you ever see Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure where they're falling into hell and it's just oh, yeah. pan after pan after pan? <laughs> uh,
7: uh, yeah,
4: just slipping into the void.
7: Uh, that was a tough one to sustain. That that especially that first one. He really gave it or she or whoever that was really gave it all they got. And, uh, I don't even know if I, I certainly don't think I could make that noise if I tried. That's a lot of force. It'd probably be a
4: great, uh, like a metalcore singer after that.
7: Yeah. For a couple songs, at least, <laughs> uh, Never how long you can sustain that. How about this next one?
4: Yeah. Ouch! Oh, sound like they stubbed their toe. Ouch. <laughs> Can you hear
7: that one more time? Ouch! Oh, sounds painful, caller. Yeah, I
4: maybe maybe it wasn't uh maybe it was like a splinter or something. I feel like a stub in a toe might be a little more aggressive. <laughs> a lot more you swearing. Know,
7: like a sound effect to cause the ouch, like the like the sound of the toe hitting the, the wood.
4: Oh Jesus. No 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 no. <laughs>
7: It could have been an internal ouch. You never know.
4: Oh, this is true. Pain ouch from the pain, inside. Pain is eternal.
7: <laughs> Certainly is. Uh, and if you also want to express your your suffering in a vocal scream, you can call us at 612 263 7999. Or you can scream in pleasure and nirvana. That's good too. <laughs> That's great. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty
4: good. It's pretty legal. Uh, it's very cool. I think that covered everything. Did we touch on everything? You touched everything. Oh, stream Sats, Download Sphinx. Find us in the tribe. Come boost with us. We're getting oh, yeah, there. Yeah, we got
7: that uh, going, the lightning. Are we riding the lightning?
4: Not yet. Not yet. We're, get, we're getting but there. We're but getting I'm, getting, I'm getting close to assembling this. I was out of town this weekend, and then... Uh, had a couple of other gigs f- from the concert stuff I got another one this weekend too but um mm. soon soon we'll do real updates
7: yeah it will be coming it was funny Adam brought it up to the hogs <laughs> like, you
4: don't gotta you, don't get it going, you gotta get it, get it going <laughs> i funny. i have I have gone on record and stated this multitudes of times that I feel like hog story would be one of the most successful shows in the no agenda sphere with the boost. And I think the tag team combo of them and bowl after bowl, which already have people that are not from the NA tribe from my understanding. Cause you know, people find it through their tribes dot sphinx dot chat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, I know the Japan, what guys are in there, but, nobody uses it. So it's only as populated as there are people there, but once mm-hmm. they get that live tag going, Holy shit. I
7: think and then they have their own in-house community of people that will, that will tune in and, and take part in it.
4: Yeah, we have a, we have a guy that was, uh, I was not chatting with on the regular, but, uh, he would send in stuff. Uh, I think his handle was uh Kate Gibson or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good time, pretty good time. Okay, okay, and that's yeah, we're getting that going. Sincerely, all I got.
7: All right, should we uh,
4: roll, or should we, or do you just want to kick it off? Uh, I suppose I could kick it off. I got um, I got some big shit lined up uh, because there is some big shit in the pipeline about to happen but it sounds like that uh well it doesn't sound like there is a vote coming up for the members of the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees or as we like to call it members of IATSE um you'll you'll see some yeah, IATSE yeah and there's some there's some folks that i guess didn't do their research that so will come along for later tonight mhm so i'm just getting my Clips pulled up here. Oh, I did get a new bumper, too. I also put your clips first, though. But here is a clip kind of breaking down just the... Basic coverage of the story.
8: So what is happening? The main reason that they are considering going on strike, and like I said, IATSE is the unions. So the Directors Guild, the Writers Guild, all of these different unions, the cinematographer, the ASC, they're all considering going on strike for many different reasons. And the first reason is the streaming services – you might have heard about this with Scarlett Johansson, Emily Blunt, Emma Stone, all these people suing these streaming services, specifically Disney. The reason that this is happening is because apparently the streaming services are still considered new media. And after 13 years of streaming services really dominating the game – The unions are upset that it's still considered new media and that the royalties on the back end of things are not as good as they were in theaters. So if you were keeping up with the Scarlett Johansson story, she is suing Disney because she was told it's going to be a theater-only release and that she was going to get a certain percentage of endpoints in the movie once it comes out. So the box office would affect her pay. When it came out on streaming services, that had nothing to do with how much money she was going to get paid. That was all going straight to Disney And that upset her because in the contract, it said we're going to theaters, but it brought up a bigger problem that all of these unions are seeing now, that streaming services are not a new thing anymore. This needs to be figured out how the money, the profit from these projects is going to be spread out through the people who do get endpoints. So that's a big reason that this is happening and why it's happening right now. This has happened before. Also, with the writer's strike, which lasted for 100 days, all writers just stopped working in the unions because they didn't feel like the the endpoints that they were getting, the pay that they were getting, the credits that they were getting were up to snuff, and that ended up working itself out, as strikes normally do. So they're in negotiations right now about these numbers.
4: Yep, that's, uh, that vote comes up on October 1st. Mm-hmm. They're going to vote whether or not they want to authorize the strike and then... The decision will be made from there whether or not they will go on strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this was going to affect about sixty thousand people currently working uh, on productions, and this is all over the place from Los Angeles to Georgia. Um, part of the original negotiations involved, uh, I believe, it was thirteen of the locals on the in California. Um. Mm-hmm but uh in Hollywood. Yeah. All, all of
7: them in, in LA they Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know the IATSC, they they cover both film and theater. So, you've got all the I mean, what is it? It would be the like the teamsters and the be it would be like the everyone but the teamsters actually it'd be all of the technicians and all of the yeah, all of the lay people, the, all the laborers, all everybody who's is working
4: Carpenters, painters, Carpenters, wigs, beard. costumes, makeup, uh, cinematography, editing. Um, I I'm not actually sure if the Writers Guild is a mem- is a part of.
7: I, don't I think, think that they have their own guild. The Writers Guild, the the writers have their own union. The actors have their own union, and then all of these. Um, these background trades, they get their own union, which is not dissimilar to, like a say, like a carpenter union.
4: So there's a couple of things that they're uh, looking for with the new negotiations that fell apart. Um, they're looking for, or they're looking to uh, address the most grievous grievous problems in the workplace, which include excessively unsafe and harmful working hours. So anything they're they're looking i think the general idea is to bring it to 10 hours a day max mm. instead of the uh, 12 14 16 right um, i've done a lot of 16 hour days in my life back yes. to back
7: in the theater world it's definitely a regular thing uh to have 16 hour days to have 14 hour days 12 hour days that's definitely a standard and and Especially with non-union stuff, I mean, it can get pretty bad because because they don't have any actual restrictions to go by. But even with union stuff, to have it locked in twelve-hour, you know, minimum locked in plus whatever you have to do to get the job done is at the end of the day, right? In that situation, I mean, in practice, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs>
4: And I'm not really, I can't really speak to the film side because I have no experience working on film sets, but I can only imagine just based off of a couple of conversations that, you know, shit isn't figured out beforehand. So there's a lot of setting up and tearing down because they got to redo it. Um, Yeah, it's
7: even worse, I would say, probably in film because they don't operate in like a standard inside environment where you've got very familiar, you know, equipment and things like that. They've constantly got to move around and they're always working with new equipment in film people, you know, they're, they always rent people who make movies. They don't own equipment. They they rent the equipment. So crews are constantly working in film with, with new equipment, with new crews, with new people. And, uh, and the, ch- and it's always changing with, whereas in theater, you know, if you understand pulleys and, and battens and, and, you know, there are only certain kinds of instruments that are used and, you can get the lay of everything pretty quick. Spaces are different, sure, but the, it's fundamentally the same, right? What not yeah. you say?
4: Yeah, it's just it's uh, the hours are comparable at the, at the same point, except all of your rest can at times just be bouncing on a bus going down the road. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to get into my bunk and I've got four hours before I have to get back up. And this is on a really good night where we have a break and it's not a three-hour turnaround mm-hmm. or, or a two-and-a-half-hour turnaround. It's like, you know, I'm going to lay in the bunk because I got all the adrenaline rushing through from the night before. And, I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a lot of confliction as we go through some of this stuff, uh, which I'm not going to touch on. Too much here because I want to kind of stay focused on exactly what is happening. Um, but sure, I, I should say that uh, they're claiming unlivable wages for the lowest paid crafts. I couldn't find any numbers anywhere. Uh, there was a no agenda clip that I had pulled. Let's see if we can find that. Um, and
7: another thing about working in this field is that people would, people realize should realize is that people who work in entertainment work when everyone else isn't working and when they're working
4: <laughs> and after they stopped working <laughs>
7: and that, that well, that's what I mean. So they, they, they work, especially after other people stop working, but they also work while those people are working.
4: So they're always working. See, here's my, never not working. Here's my thing with the schedule. I don't know how it's, realistically feasible to make shows like one nighters happen because it's it, gonna-
7: it shouldn't happen in theater. It's a complete waste of, of everybody's time and, and uh, resources unless you've got like a, the most, if unless everything's already in place and even then that would have to be a fly by the pants, you know, artistic director just making shit happen because they're, they're in a position to, but I mean, Theater is so fucking expensive. It's really insane how expensive theater is and how many man hours and, and resources and money.
4: The labor the, bills, yeah.
7: The labor and the materials and, and the electricity and everything. I mean, it's just crazy how much theater costs. Whereas how much money in comparison to how much it makes. Um and I think that a lot of the disrespect and a lot of this sort of thing just comes from people. They don't respect those kinds of tradesmen. To, to the common person, that's like a failed carpenter or a failed this. You know, if you, if you were really, then you'd work for a union GC and you would be a carpenter. You'd be this or that, you know. But people don't want to be a carpenter. They don't want to work for GC. They don't want to do TIs their whole life. They want to do this. This is more meaningful to them. And they have all of the skills of, that any other carpenter might have. And maybe more because they use it in sort of a creative capacity all the time. Yeah. Technical directors, a good technical director is a, is a son of a bitch, you know what I mean? Or a lady, somebody who can whip something up, you know? No doubt. Uh, um, Anyway, sorry, I was just, I love, I love talking about this. It's been a while since I've talked about the theater.
4: I just, I don't see how there's any way for them to actually turn any sort of profit because, you know, a lot of these shows, it's, it's a it's a really great day if you end up making overages, meaning the show recouped for this one-off venue. That means you sold every ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's not even every ticket of the venue, but you sold enough to where your production costs for that week are paid off in full, and you actually make a little bonus profit. Mm-hmm. But for the one of tours, I mean, you're going to be putting people in hotels for two nights you know one i'm not sure
7: um yeah i mean there was a time where it was feasible where it was profitable or at least you could break even
4: and it's cool to take shows to smaller markets like ogdensburg new york you know there's a fucking high school that we've played i have played there one time i hung five lights out of the entire truck it's uh mostly a blue hair crowd And, and, uh, students from the high school, I mean, we had mostly farmhands for the load in, but, uh, we still made it happen. But even for something like that, you're going to be starting at 6am your shows at your show call presets is going to be six o'clock. So that's 12 hours right there. You got another four hour for pre-show and the show, and then a four hour loadout. So that's a 20 hour day. Like. Do you load in the the day before Audensburg to get the show in, to turn around and pull it out? And you're you're essentially I think it I think it's not doubling cost, but it's um what's the word? I didn't have my second or my first cup of coffee today. I I realized that about thirty minutes in, but um Yeah, what? I I didn't have my sec my customary second cup of coffee. I yeah, it's seeming
7: a little. Uh, yeah, you, you, yeah, I got my coffee. Right, I, I don't usually drink coffee, but. Oh. Ah.
4: But anyway, I just I don't see why it's going to be any. There's I don't see any motivation to continue doing shows and markets like that. If they end up implementing twelve hour caps or 14 hour caps or even 10 hour caps on a work day.
7: Yes. I think that if there's no feasible way to, to get a, like a, a, I don't know how to put it, but just like to get it to be a reasonable labor situation where if you really cannot produce this product that you want without driving these people like slaves under these conditions, then you have to reevaluate this product, and you have to see what it is that you're actually able to do with the time and the resources that's given to you, and that's a problem that theater, I think, has always had, but film more or less as well. Now, but with what you're talking about these one-off shows, yeah, especially going to these little towns, which you know could always use the love. It'd be cool if you know you get these touring theater companies that go around. That's really great, but. If, if people aren't into it and you don't make money on it, how in the hell is that sustainable? And I feel like a lot of the theater culture, unfortunately, is driven by people who very much do it for the love of it and not for the money.
4: And I will say that good stagehands can continue to show producers that it's possible to put, put them through more and more precarious states, harder jumps, harder theaters, harder shows to maneuver in and out. Mm-hmm. And every time that you know the the curtain goes up and there's a show, the producer is now able to carry on with that information, saying, "Hey, I can do this again and again. I mm-hmm. can cut more and more corners yeah
7: and and do these weird shows that you know people may or may not like it's It's a really peculiar thing trying to pick popular plays when plays really aren't that popular. I mean, they're they're play, they're popular with people who know plays. You know, you put on Town or you put on fucking Wicked, or <laughs> you do some Sondheim thing like Sweeney Todd or uh, Into the Woods. People people who know theater know these these names, but people, normal people don't know anything about that. And so you got all these different kinds of shows coming through. Some can be complicated. You know, all these different technical requirements, multiple scenes multiple locations and then for one-off shows it's a nightmare when you get that i mean it's just a fucking nightmare
4: well as far as i'm aware this strike shouldn't have any sorts of effect on the theater shows i mean that's just an educated guess at this point i suppose anything could happen um but it's only going to affect the film side of everything uh, they're also looking uh, looking at unlivable wages for the lowest paid crafts. I already stated that. I just I don't know what the actual numbers are. I'm not going to actually bother with this clip from No Agenda, but uh, in a nutshell, it sounds like the streaming companies are paying different tiers for the amount of subscribers that they have. They were amusing that is John Adam or John and Adam. They were amusing if a comp- media company could create a smaller subscription base to pay people uh pay the crew performers what have you uh lower salaries because there's not as many eyes watching it. Mhm. Uh they also list consistent failure to provide a reasonable rest during meal breaks bet- uh, between workdays and on weekends. Um I've definitely done the meal break thing before working through dinner. Uh There would Mm -hmm. always be a lunch. Yeah. And lunch is
7: fairly important. You really can't miss that one.
4: Yeah. I mean, that's going to be the only meal of the day at that point. Yeah. Because then post-show, it's drinking time.
7: (laughs) Right. But when the show's over, most restaurants are closed. You're only really going to get the late night pizza spots or whatever. Or some burger joint or something. But, yeah, lunch is the only real time of the day that you can actually get a substantial meal with, like, vegetables and (laughs) things, you know?
4: Right. Something that's not fried.
7: (laughs) Yeah. There's
4: very little food that is not fried after 10 o'clock. Yeah. Covered in grease. Uh, Workers on certain, quote, new media streaming projects get paid less even on productions with budgets that rival or exceed those of... Traditionally released blockbusters. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's all dark arts made up money anyways. So, uh, I mean, I've got... There's an element to that. I've got some of the pictures here. Or not pictures, a picture of the, the who's who of streaming video stocks from Kiplinger... Uh, Netflix is two two hundred eighteen point eight billion. Comcast and Peacock two hundred sixty nine point six billion. Disney billion po-
7: what billion dollars? Billion dollars or what?
4: It says market value.
7: Market value. So these are the market value of these companies. Okay,
4: great. Sorry. Well wow, my bad. Uh, let's see, Disney Plus three hundred fifteen point three billion. Amazon Prime one point six trillion. Apple TV two point one trillion. Holy Jesus! Uh, oh, they say Apple and Apple TV Plus. What? Hold on, let's back up here. Comcast slash Peacock two hundred sixty nine point six billion. Isn't that a little misleading? Yeah, I think. Disney Disney Plus three hundred and fifteen point three billion. Okay. Amazon Amazon Prime. Well, 1.6, uh, alphabet slash Google slash YouTube 1.5 trillion Viacom CBS slash Paramount plus 25.2 billion AT&T slash HBO max 230.2 billion and discovery communications slash discovery plus 18 billion.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the market value of stuff. Uh, well, this is based on like st- stock evaluations. Um, it's not how much money
4: on. they actually have. Like,
7: uh,
4: okay, sorry, let me back up. The, is it's just the worth of everything that they have under their umbrella? This is the the
7: idea of market value. Is this is the the cost of currently all of their outstanding shares? So if you took a 100% of the shares of Comcast as a public company or Disney as a public company and you added it all up and somebody were to buy 100% of the shares at the current cost or whatever, the, the average cost that they've gone on here, then that would be the, the ultimate value of the company, would be all the stock. And it doesn't include personal accounting, I don't think, because I don't think that anybody actually has access to that information like we've talked about the forbes estimates and shit mm-hmm. like nobody actually has access to the kind of the numbers of the revenue that they make they can only make these estimates and i think that they have they have like annual reports and they they report their revenue and they report stuff but what they report isn't necessarily the truth you know it's not it's not really what they made they can shuffle stuff they can call it things different things and give a lot of money away personally, uh, as a way to sort of shed the money. So it's not counted as revenue. It's not counted as, as uh, money that a company has in its coffers at the end of a year. If you give all of that money away as benefits to employees, I have a suggestion.
4: What if we take all of our show donations and buy a piece of Hunter Biden's art? Uh, I think that would be,
7: personally, I think that would be a poor investment. I think it's only going to go down in value, the Hunter Biden collection. It was just an idea. I know. It's a good idea. I like it. I wonder, So what? how much does a Biden go for
4: these days? 50 grand? <laughs> I thought it was like 500 grand. Five, yeah. 500 grand? Yeah. That sounds more appropriate. That sounds more presidential. Yeah.
7: Art... <laughs> Art uh, collection is a very classic uh, money laundering scheme. Uh, say you have say booberry and I got into some action because booberry wants some action and booberry and I all of a sudden had oh I don't know 250 grand in our possession quarter of a million dollars uh, illegally. and we had to we had to wash that money. Well what we'd do is I'd go and I'd paint a painting and it's like a stick figure with a penis. And I would go to my friend who's an art, uh, you know, valuer, uh, an analyst of, of art. And they would be like, oh, this? Oh, I would value that at, oh, I would say, oh, I don't know, $250,000. That's probably how much this art is worth. And I'd be like, oh, wow, cool. Let me put it at auction. And my friend Booberry shows up with $250,000 and buys it, cash in hand. and uh, And there you go. Just like that, We're just like rich. that. You, we just, yeah, I just sold a two hundred fifty thousand dollars piece of art, and uh, you gave me a gift of not a, It's not a gift. You didn't give it to me. You
4: bought my art, which was worth it because it was valued at that. So there you go. It's it's just another version or a take on value for value. No, it's it's the highest level of value <laughs> for value. <laughs>
7: I really value the stick figure you drew.
4: This is, this really speaks to me on an existential level.
7: Mm, cries into my soul through my crack pipe. Yep. Good old Hunter. Uh, I think we'd be better investing in an NFT. Uh, of one on of a, Hunter's
4: uh, paintings. Exactly. Yeah. Not a painting painting. Real things don't have value. Hunter NFT. I love it, man. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. We should she pitch is. it to him.
7: We should be like, "Hey, man, for fifty thousand dollars a year." Oh, wait, no, that's not very much money for him. For five hundred thousand dollars a year, we'll run your NFT uh, enterprise. How about that?
4: So workers on, and this is a this is a meme that I keep seeing. Must uh, be nah, It's all right. If it's a bad idea, that's fine. We'll move on. I you know, I got to think about it. I'm not really sold on the NFT. I mean, we, we saw Guar with theirs. I'd rather have. Oh my god! I forgot about the Guar NFT. Yeah, it's no good. It's no good, people. Yeah, abandon ship. Never mind. <laughs> Abort mission. <laughs> uh, so there's a there's a new meme. Uh, new me new media is not so new anymore. Got yeah, a picture of that. Links in the show notes. Um, They kind of went out with their art department. I also found a, uh, what's the word? It's like a press kit almost uh, where you can go and get all of the pictures and documents and templates and all that shit to, um, you know, petition people. Would you like a quick list of everybody that might be affected? This is against the AMPTP, by the way. I don't think I had actually stated that before, and I can't remember if the guy from the first clip actually stated it, but that's the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, so it's the the union for the producers or the suits. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the hot dogs running the show. Uh did you have any interest in the um what's the word I'm looking for in the in the list of producers or companies? Sure. Uh we got Marvel Film, Marvel Picture, Walt Disney, Warner Bros, Animation Pictures, Television Studios Facilities, Warner Specialty Productions, uh Specialty Video Productions from Warner, Netflix Studios, Netflix Animation, Sony Pictures, Paramount Pictures, Paramount Worldwide. Apple Studios, Apple Studios, Studios Louisiana, CBS Studios, CBS Films, ABC Signature, uh, ABC Studios, New York, Twentieth Century Fox, Twentieth Studios, Fox Studios Lot, Fox Alternative, Legendary, Legendary Pictures Productions, Twentieth Studios, uh, Sorry, Twentieth Century Studios, Columbia Pictures, Metro Goldwyn, MGM Television, Lionsgate. Are you
7: just listing off producers uh, in the. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Continue.
4: No. This is all of the these. Uh, this is a list of the major AMPTP signatories. Um, okay. So, so all
7: the major producers in Hollywood.
4: Yeah. Yes. These would be uh, a vast majority of film production uh, that they that could be experiencing a strike.
7: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh
4: huh. Uh huh. And I mean, yeah,
7: all the big boys.
4: Yep. Uh, Universal is in their New line. Um there's
7: only four studios
4: <laughs> well, you know they gotta have all of their uh conglomerates, I guess,
7: yeah, yeah, you ring off all the names of all their little tinsel toy subsidiaries yeah uh
4: I do have a fairly funny clip of <laughs> someone breaking down what the i a uh employees want, okay, except I just bumped my I just bumped my shit, and now it's bounced around. Your shit. Yeah, I can't sort by name. I don't have it sorted by name. Bump your shit. Well, there it is. I found you.
2: Don't let the industry turn you into me. I want a life outside of my work. I want off the clock to mean off the clock. I want to have time outside of set to look for a girlfriend. I want equal pay. I want new media to be old media. I want time to sit down. I want time to stand up. I want an end to fratter days. I want reasonable rest. I want to not fall asleep at the wheel. I want a living wage. I mean, I know I'm not a part of this as a PA, but you know, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I want time to eat food. I stand with the IATSE. Samuel Lajoie here. I have gained notoriety over the last year portraying film crews and wouldn't have any success without actual film crews supporting my videos. So I hope this video shows my support and appreciation for all of you. I'm encouraging other people in positions of power and privilege, certainly more than I have, to stand up as well. Give your support online and more importantly, give your support on film, and television sets. Good luck with everything, guys. IATSC has my full
4: support. The part that bugs me about this clip is people that know what IATSE is, they call it IATSE. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very rare to, and apparently I was, I was proven wrong because Adam did it on this last episode in No Agenda. She did it, and I've got two other clips where they do it um i just thought it was they interesting they where they call it uh, a or sorry i a t-s e say oh they where they
7: spell it out okay yeah okay yeah well those people that aren't familiar with it you know IATSE. i think well the people the that's a union that's just really got a a massive culture and a massive thing going on people don't know about it because people don't why would they they don't know about
4: firefighter unions (laughs) or, you know, whatever. The only thing that made them stick around for the end credits was the end credit scenes from Marvel.
7: Yeah, but all those names of all those people that you see when you watch a big blockbuster film and they've just got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of names, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who in very many different respects in different locations worked 12, 14, 16-hour days for weeks, months, to make that that two-and-a-half-hour movie that you just watched. Uh, it's insane how much goes into making these movies and how many people work on And people take a lot of pride on it. I've got a lot of friends. You've got friends. You've got more friends in the theater field. I actually got buddies in the Hollywood field who, who do it who are uh, I got a friend who's a big time makeup artist down in Hollywood and she works makeup on all these films all the time and she loves her job she's thrilled to to be this person to be this this big hot shot Hollywood makeup person I mean it's a total lifestyle you know
4: you certainly have to want it
7: and you oh you got to you got to live it eat it breathe it I mean you it's not you don't get into it for for the money that is for well and goddamn sure. You definitely don't do it for the money. You do it because you love to do it, because you're the best at it, because people want your services. You know, uh, it's it's a it's a pride thing, and it's something that they embrace. And it and it, is, it really is a lifestyle. I mean, when you go down to Hollywood, these guys they're like uh, roadies or, or like rock stars. You know, they 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 party all day long. <laughs> And they make these shows happen, and they and they they get they get they get down, and they're and they're very skilled people as well, and they have the pride of that that they are excellent tradespeople.
4: And it can be multi
7: generational too. Absolutely, absolutely, it can be multi generational. And when you meet a multi generational family, it's quite a quite a thing to behold.
4: <laughs> it usually gets something like, "Do you know who my dad is?" <laughs>
7: There's nothing more irritating than theater families, okay? Trust me. You gotta be really pompous to take pride in doing what degenerates have been forced to do for thousands of years. So,
4: <laughs> get on our level, son. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I played that stupid shit Iozzi once clip. Not that what Iozzi once is stupid shit, just the clip that I th- had played wasn't as good as I thought in hindsight. A lot of this uh, is driven by an Instagram account, IA underscore stories. Um, I do have uh, of course. Of course it's being
7: repelled by a fucking Instagram page.
4: Yep. And you can click on it. It's in the show notes as well. I mean, it's just post after post after post. And most of it has to deal with, the people talking about their experiences working long hours. Maybe they're having them do like a hour and a half, two hour commute after they finish, turn around, you know, sleep two hours, and drive back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, you
7: no, know, they spend more time commuting than they do sleeping. Yeah, and that's minus working. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. Same thing goes with the animators. You know, all those all the people that work in animation they also notoriously just get ridden out. Anybody who's worked in like a Pixar movie or anything like that, those guys work brutal hours too.
4: And the people keep demanding it. I mean, studios make these movies for a reason because people people need them. People, and every year they seem like they're pulling in bigger and bigger box office numbers. They're just smashing record after record. It's oh, amazing. Big
7: numbers. I mean, for people who don't give a shit... For everybody who isn't interested in the entertainment industry, it's just another movie that's coming out. I mean, why wouldn't you see it? Nobody cares about what goes into making the movie. All that matters is that it's made um that's that was kind of the thing about Game of Thrones. I thought a lot of you know back when Game of Thrones was the big thing. It was just like everybody wants this thing made now, and it came from a series of books that was written over like ten fifteen years. It's like sorry,
4: guys, but well, I mean, even yeah, I mean that that nails it on the head exactly this idea of new media. Uh at least with get, uh, Game of Thrones, they were spacing it out, doing proper seasons, doing it once a week. Mhm. But something with Netflix, I mean, how 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 much more do we have to beat that hog where it doesn't turn off until you've watched like six episodes and it's like, "Hey, are you still checking me out?" I don't know mm-hmm. why I said I meant to say horse and beat that horse. The Netflix mm. horse um,
7: beat the Who's <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I, the the Netflix thing, especially, but I I swear to God with Netflix, and I've told I've told you this on the show already before. But every single thing I watch on Netflix has a woke agenda. Every single fucking thing. Like I watch, it's just like, oh, eat the bugs. Just, or you know, right away. Something just out of nowhere, out of left field. Or like, oh, I don't know. It's crazy how how weird Netflix is. I I very rarely watch stuff on it anymore.
4: It's pretty, it's, uh, we're pretty much only using it for an anime repository.
7: Yeah, that's what, yeah, all the anime people. Although I hear that Crunchyroll is, is the place to be too. There's a couple spots to go. I've watched a couple of animes on the Hulu. But as I've said before, I'm not an anime fan uh, like everyone else is around here. Jesus. (laughs) Get on the level. I guess so. Fuck me, dude. Everyone else is crushing it with these animes. As a matter of fact, if you like anime, you can watch uh, Rare Encounter with Abel Kirby and Cold Acid. They talk about anime all the time.
4: Yeah. What is it? Every Wednesday at 7 Central? Yeah,
7: they've forgotten about more anime titties than I've ever seen.
4: I, I, (laughs) this gives me a great idea. I, on air, want to ask a question of Abel Kirby and Cold Acid. Am I really going to like Food Wars? Because I'm really liking Food Wars right now. (laughs) Food Wars? Is that an anime? Yes, it's an anime where there is a fry cook. Uh, From a local mom-and-pop, well, it's just the pop, um, Japanese restaurant. I I forget the specific type of restaurant. But he makes food that is so good and so sophisticated and yet just so ingenious that it literally, Mm. no, I'm sorry, it it quite, it it makes people orgasm. Oh, cool. Because it's so good. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so you well, there get these, you go. He's like climatic food, cooking uh, battles. It's real Ooh. intense. It's real over the top. And usually like someone's it. coming at the end.
7: And then someone someone comes at the end. Well, that sounds like a very nice show to me. I I enjoy that program just from hearing a, the definition of it. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. All right. Japanese shows are so great. Japanese culture is so great. I was watching some weird, like, soap opera about a guy who's got a late night, um, like, little, di- I would call it a diner, but it's, you know what I'm talking about. Like, a little side Japanese food hut where he only makes, like, fried rice unless you ask for something specific. And then, like, the Yakuza will go in there and ask for, like, sausages and they'll make it for him and... It's, it's I don't know. It's weird. And then people get murdered in there. It's a total soap opera. Like I didn't realize. That the Jap- J- Japanese. They got it too. They got everything, man. But they take it to the next level. You know.
4: I should show you pictures from the robot restaurant sometime. Oh. You, know, you want to talk about real, uh, real life entertainment?
7: <laughs> man, I've been so. I want to go to. I've never been to a sushi place where like the. They've obviously got the ones with the conveyor belts with the sushi that just goes around and around, right? Mm -hmm. But, but then there's the ones where like you press the button and it like little thing pops up and it like, Mm -hmm. and it comes to you. And it's, it's real fancy. I have never been to one of those. It's like a game. And then, and then you get little, and then you get little balls. Like you get a dish, you get a little ball or a coin and you put it in the machine and you can like win prizes at the end of your meal. With all the the tokens that you acquired (laughs) with your meal. Like, it's total Japanese fun. Come on.
4: I love it. I love it. I hope the arcades don't go away. Oh, man. Me too, man.
7: What a fucking loss that would be. And the pool halls, too.
4: Oh, no doubt.
7: Yeah, I hope the pool halls stay open.
4: Well, I should get back on topic. Uh for the strike. Um, cause I'm not going to get through everything that I've pulled here, but, uh, just kind of touching on some brief stuff. I mean, the IATC and, uh, can, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Conjunction, conjuncture uh, in oh. tandem with the Instagram group started going on t- Twitter blast and, uh, they are bringing up 60,000 behind the scenes workers, uh, Are covered by these contracts that might go on strike. And again, like I said, this is coming up to a vote. They're going to authorize it, whether they're going to actually do it or not. A lot of the uh, backstage talking points is well, if we all vote for a yes, then that increases our chances of not having a strike because it makes the. It's supposed to, I guess, kind of scare the producers. Into meeting them, uh, wherever at wherever they wanted it on the table. I do have the full uh, A M P T P statement if you want to go through it, but it's uh, kind of lengthy.
7: I'd honestly rather not, but if you if you really want <laughs> no,
4: it's fine. Uh, uh, bunch of celebrities. Well, it's
7: in the show notes though, if anybody wants to check it out. Yeah, a
4: bunch of celebrities came out. Um, you know how that goes. Let me uh I'm just going to skip to these really interesting ones. The IOTC 479 out of Atlanta, uh president was given a speech. Um and for the most part his speech covers a lot of what we're talking about here with the hours and the less pay for the quote-unquote smaller contracts. Um but he kind of takes into I, he makes the whole thing about um, finding his drive and his power through uh, being such a huge fan of Martin Luther King Jr. Who are you talking about? This uh, president here. I mean, he's he's going to give a speech, and I've I, I've clipped out this whole middle part where he, he gets into about how much Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, drove him as a leader of the union and whatnot, um, but here's here's the first part anyways
6: the peasants want more that was uttered by a unit production manager this week in los angeles california the peasants want more it's 2021 and we want more sleep yeah bro you're right It's 2021, and I'd like to spend time with my family on the weekends. Yeah, bro, you're right. It's 2021, and I'd not like to drive home drunk Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Yeah, bro, you're right. It's 2021, and we don't work in salt mines. We work on motion picture sets. And we work for conglomerates that make trillions of dollars. And we work for an AMPTP that promised us 10 years ago, when new media became a thing, that they would share the success of this as long as we hang with them now. It has been wildly successful. And they've shared nothing. Yeah, bro, we want more.
4: So he he gets into uh, how he had just had an interview with a local news station, um, which I also have clipped, probably not going to touch on it. Um, There's lots of conversation about Solidarity, which has been the most in-your-face hashtag IA Solidarity ever, hashtag Solidarity, whichever one it is. That is the one that people are really railing on with. Or maybe saber-rattling. It's like solidarity and saber-rattling. Sounds kind of communist to me. And, man, up until these contract negotiations fell apart, do you want to know what the main message was? I don't have a clip or anything, but this is just the general rhetoric that I've experienced in all slew, or all corners of the feed bag. It's, What's that? If you don't want to show up to work under the conditions set forward by the employer where you're going to show your vaccination record, then it's best off that you find a new career. Hit the, hit the, hit the fucking road, Jack. Mm. Get out of here. You're not welcome. But it's what the producer wanted. So you should just do it, and then we'll all be together, Right. Isn't that how that works? Because we all agreed in solidarity because we're a union and it's a democracy and everything's put up to a vote. we all voted to agree that we would take the experimental vaccinations in order to continue to work at almost all venues and with almost all producers. That's solidarity, right? That's their idea of it. Well, let me, uh, Let me show you how they really feel about voting.
6: So here we go, friends. This is the time now. If you feel compelled to vote no, don't vote. You abstain. If any of your friends feel compelled to vote no, tell them not to vote. They abstain. Period. I'll say it at whatever cost, whatever risk.
4: Did you happen to listen to the last um, Grumpy Old Ben's from Friday with uh, Sir Jean or the show formerly known as Grumpy Old Ben's, Dare Known Sir Jean? No,
7: I don't think I listened to the last Friday's show now.
4: Uh, the reason I paused it is this was a talking point that Sir Jean was hammering on is that so many of the Democrats, their motto for so long has been by any means necessary. Uh, talking about you know getting Trump out of office by any means necessary by fighting COVID by any means necessary so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I just it was interesting being alerted to that and then within a week catching it in the wild. But uh, we'll let him finish off here.
6: This is not the time for you or me. It is the time for us and we. <clears throat>
4: I know, I know some of you are afraid, but let me show If we show solidarity now, as Dave said and the other speakers said, we don't have to be afraid. In solidarity. Your vote doesn't count as long as you don't vote against us.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, that's the, <laughs> it's the trick with unions, is that their power is, is actually in the fact that there is no op- opinion or diversion from the cause. You're unionized. You're in a union. You have to stand in solidarity. In in you know, in a way that you, some people might call a communistic fashion. You just really don't get a choice. But you know, it's it's more complicated than that. And
4: well, I can I can almost assure you that had I caught that in person, I would be incredibly disturbed. Um, because I you know you have so much of a public hoorah behind you. You're gonna come out and say shit like that, like. It's just, it's it's uh, tempting, it's taunting. It's bullying,
7: which yeah. is what unions do. That's what unions are, is bullying. They bully governments, they bully their, the people, and then they bully everybody because that's how they get shit done. You know, in the construction unions, they'll go out in front of the uh, big, here in San Francisco, you have to be union. You have to... You do a TI or you do any any sort of construction whatsoever in the city, you have to go union, which is pretty unique. Most places that's not the case. Um, But they hang out in front of the buildings a lot of the time for the, if if there, say, is a building that gets caught using non union subcontractors, then the the union guys will go out there and they'll blow up this giant, uh, like, skeleton, like a, a Grim Reaper. And it's like a story, you know, tall and they'll go out in front of the building and they'll shout shit all day with, with megaphones with their giant blow up skeleton balloon.
0: <laughs>
7: <laughs> and that's, that's just, you know, another thing they do. That's their, they run around and they bully people.
4: Well, I can definitely wish them the best of luck because this doesn't look like it's going to go well, like the presidential election, the IOTC relies on a delegate system. At least 75% of each local's voting members must vote in support for all of their delegates to qualify in favor of a strike. Given that there are 444 delegates across 13 locals, at least 223 delegates would be needed for approval. Uh, even if that happens, it is possible for productions to simply shift abroad where zi doesn't have any influence uh, but that only covers high-end productions with massive budgets little guy's gonna have to shut down again little little productions of course always yeah
7: big money big money
4: so yeah I mean I don't know uh, I don't know how much deeper you want to get into this I got uh, uh well it's it's been about an hour and a
7: half to, i mean is, do we want to talk about this all night or do we want to do an intermission or
5: I
4: might split it up and go into next week with some of the stuff I got. Because I, mean, I, I feel I got, like
7: we got, we've we, you know, if you want to go into it more, I think,
4: yeah, that would probably be the best case. Hell yeah. I'm going to hit you with a screen mail then. All right. Ah. Nice. <laughs> One more time. Ah. Uh-huh. Very soothing. It's a very soothing scream. Yes, it was a very calming scream. It's almost like a like a a chant.
7: It was like a. It's okay. Yeah, like a chant. Like a. Yeah, like a ohm ah ah, ah ah
4: like a sigh. Ah, I bet that would pair really well with I ie. Yeah.
7: Hmm. Probably. Hell yeah! Mm, I like it. We got to. We got to do that. We got to
4: do that mesh. I wonder. I wonder what else we can get this next one to pair with.
5: Get back in the womb.
4: <laughs> Did he say gets or yeah? Back in the blue. He said, "Get back in the womb."
7: Oh, oh. Get back in the Get womb.
5: Back in the woo.
7: <laughs> or the woo, or the womb, the woo, perhaps. Get back in the woo. Start talking about aliens. Stop talking about union strikes and start talking about aliens. Is, that, is that Oh <laughs> yeah,
4: bring back some of that woo woo. <laughs> uh, nice. Those are good screams. Then we got two more to carry us over after intermission. Oh, yeah. We'll save those. We'll let those marinate. Uh, what did I find? Oh, I found a good song for you tonight. I'm very excited to share this uh, this this uh, intermission opener with you. Oh, I'm going to blast it. Yes, it's a cover of a very popular song called um, Staying Alive. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, yes. Yes, by the BG's. Yee, technically, yes, but this cover comes from a band called Anal Cunt. And it's the version. oi version. <laughs>
5: What do
6: go down the way you want go my car go down go down The down go 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 down
5: go down
3: no offense, but it sounds like some fucking commie gobbledygook.
5: I think you hit her because he was teaching you to simulate emotions, and things got out of control.
8: I did not hit her. It's not true.
7: I mean, but emotions don't seem like a very useful simulation for a robot.
8: I did not.
7: the hell? I don't want my toaster or my vacuum cleaner appearing emotional. This
5: bullshit. I did not hit her. Oh hi Mark! But I must say it's good as gould (laughs) Hey, Flanders, heading for church? Well, I thought I
3: could save you a little time Ooh, found a new shortcut Better I was working on a flat
5: tax proposal And I accidentally proved there's no God We'll just
8: see about that Uh Uh-oh Well, maybe he made a mistake Nope It's airtight Can't let this little doozy get out
6: I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities,
5: you know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms blooms as far as I'm concerned, you know, but I ain't spending any time on it, because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland.
2: Bow, bow, do your mind, your do your do your do your do your Invited me in the house and you started making out again. How many times I've talked that out? I the Later made me a sandwich, and she cut the Cause she knows how I like it, I'm a little young to be in the bed,
9: doing your, mind. Do on your mind.
8: It's so
5: good! it's nice this morning. Your participation... I can't do this.
3: What? Your participation activity today is swinging.
4: It was acceptable back when Hal and Joanne were... kind of the face of participation. <laughs> so, go to the dollar really? store and get a fish ball. Oh, oh nice. swing at a playground! <laughs> I
0: wasn't expecting this fish, fish ball reference.
6: <laughs> you put your keys in a bowl uh, Yeah, I
4: know what you're talking about. Oh. Unfortunately. <sighs> so, either way, you get your activity in for the day, I guess. There's that. Well, good cardio. <laughs> Oh, my God. Some of the best, they say. <laughs> Some of the best, they say. Oh. <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> Sorry.
4: Sorry. There's so many things I want to say, but... Uh.
2: No, by all means,
9: what's stopping
3: you? <laughs> okay. All right, let's talk Enough. Oh, <laughs> Don't look at goodness. me like what that. What do you have to say? <clears throat>
5: Are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers, obedient workers. seems to notice nobody seems to care that's what the owners count on the fact that americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red white and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day because the owners of this country know the truth it's called the american dream because you have to be asleep to believe it we now return to behind the high
0: high high scenes
5: starring Berry,
0: bearing 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 bearing
5: and lavish lavish
4: lavish 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 Welcome back to the second second half show for Behind the Schemes episode 64.
7: Mm-hmm. Mhm. It is September 27th, 2021 and it is currently 69 degrees where I am at right now.
4: That sounds lovely.
7: Oh, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice.
4: Yeah. yeah, one of the uh old school logos for a uh, local 69 out of Memphis, Tennessee, was two kangaroos, 69 in each other inside of their pouches. <laughs>
7: well, God bless the great state of Tennessee. Goddamn straight. Continue. May they continue.
4: You know, I do, I think we should play a scream mill. and I think we should play it out of order. Because I think I know who this screamer is. Okay, and go I, for it. I feel like this is going to be a big deal.
7: If you're really feeling it, you're feeling like this is the one.
8: Boom! Yeah, Boom!
5: Boom! 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 Boom!
0: Boom!
5: Just who's having a
0: baby tonight? Your boy. Guess who's having a baby tonight?
7: It's a baby tonight. God's
0: gonna post my bail tonight.
7: <laughs> Guess who's
0: going to jail tonight?
7: You're going to jail tonight.
5: It, we got a boom tonight. I'm in the hospital
7: jail, parking boy.
4: lot smoking a cigarette. I'm in the hospital parking lot smoking a cigarette.
7: <laughs> Got a baby on the way.
4: Yes, I think, bump, we should, bump, bump, bump. I think we should send out some happy baby delivering karma to Mrs. Sir Sir Seat Sitter. That's right, and, Dame Seat Sitter. And her esteemed husband, Knights of the No Agenda Realm, Sir Sir Seat Sitter. Mm-hmm. As they celebrate welcoming their First little baby one, baby boy showing up.
7: Yes, Paige seat sitter.
4: Oh yes, the yes.
7: little squire, the young one. Uh, I I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but
4: it's a boy. He actually announced. Uh, ah. He announced it when Dean was on, which I believe That's was what I thought. the episode uh, before you joined, if I'm not mistaken. The episode. Oh,
7: so it was that long. Ago. Oh, okay. Uh, well. I see I knew that the information was out there. I didn't want to speak out of turn. Uh but that's awesome, man. Good for him for being out there and for having babies.
4: Yes, I think that's uh exactly how you fight the new world order off. Have lots of babies.
7: Yeah. should, uh, should we should do a jingle. Should we do maybe like uh oh do the the change changing levels uh the Castlevania one? Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. I know that it exists. Mm, You've just entered the next level, Sir Seed Sitter.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you step through, it sounds like... (sighs) Ah.
7: It's around these days when I'm having a baby that I like to crack myself a nice cold one. This one goes out to Sir Seat Sitter.
4: Indubitably. Cheers, bud. Ah, Cheers.
7: Cheers, cheers, cheers. What a beautiful night. What a fantastic night it is tonight. It is Monday, and we are always live here on Mondays around this time. Mr. Booberry, yeah. Berry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. Yep. C- so. Coming live from the Great White North.
4: It's uh, 7.30 on the Bereft Coast, 9.30 Chemtrail, 10.30 Beast Coast.
7: Yeah, 10.30 Least Coast. <laughs>
4: yeah, 10.30 Least Coast. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shit.
7: What? Yeah, sorry. We didn't mean to throw shade across. Uh, I just did some cross-continental shade. That was yeah. my bad.
4: Yeah, you went there. I think uh I think I might have to wash your mouth out with uh this next voicemail
7: <laughs> oh you you want to save it you want to th- you want to throw it out now
4: well oh, uh, you know what good call good call we
7: should we should we should close the night with it I mean unless th- this caller I don't want to deny this caller but
4: no well will just in case so we got something uh in the show yeah with.
7: just in case something happens you've got you've got it in your pocket uh i uh I, I brought some things tonight as well. Uh, there's there's uh, at first, like, I hit you up earlier, and I was like, man, there's not too much going on, you know. So much is, is boring, and then I was like, man, this, and then I stumbled across some really new news, very topical stuff. Um, and some local news. It's it's from my neck of the woods. Turns out there's this lady, a 30 year old Palo Alto woman, uh, who's been charged with. Uh, arson uh let's uh let's hit this first clip breaking news one
3: we're coming on the air with breaking news a jury in the federal trial of r kelly has found the singer guilty of racketeering based on sexual exploitation of children kidnapping and forced labor never mind this
7: isn't the one that's not the one that's for later uh palo alto woman my bad
2: Tonight, we are learning more about the woman who investigators say started the fire
1: CBS 13's Marley Ginter is in the newsroom with what she has learned. Oh, Curtis and Elizabeth, today the Shasta County DA announcing they've filed felony arson charges for not only committing arson, but for committing it during a state of emergency. Cal Fire says witnesses reported seeing 30-year-old Alexander Suvaneva of Palo Alto, trespassing at the property and then acting, quote, irrationally. Uh, people who work in the area saw her walk out of the brush near the fire line. At one point, she approached firefighters saying she was dehydrated and needed medical treatment. Investigators interviewed Suverniva, and that conversation led them to believe she's responsible for the fire. As the fan fire continues to burn, threatening more structures, the DA says additional charges are most likely to follow. They're also investigating additional fires she may have started in Shasta County and possibly statewide. Now, according to SF Gate, the 30-year-old graduated from Caltech with degrees in chemistry and biology. Right now, she's being held at the Shasta County Jail.
4: All right. Well, I thought there wasn't anybody on the West Coast starting fires. Oh, well... I, uh, you know, there's been a lot
7: of speculation around that just with the amount of fires that come up, it just can't be a coincidence. And especially the epicenters of these fires, they usually find that, you know, when they really look into it, that the fires were caused by something or someone. And this lady is a very interesting character. Uh, her name is, uh, Alexandra Soverna, So, Sovernerva, Sovernerva, Sovernerva Neva, Sover, I cannot pronounce this one, Sovernerva something like that. Uh but she's not just like some weird lady. Uh she is a PhD graduate chemist. Um she's <laughs> she's got quite the resume. She did her undergrad at a Caltech, Cal Institute of Technology, which is a big college. And she interned at big big companies like Genentech and Novartis. Um Which are some of the biggest biotech companies, medical companies, uh, and got her graduate at SUNY ESF in New York, which is the New York uh, University of Environmental Sciences and Forestry. Got her PhD there. So she's a, she's a doctor. Uh, she's a trained pianist. She's a gifted chemist. And they found her. Uh, she was said that she was hiking to Canada. She had nothing on her but a lighter. Two CO two cartridges, and an item containing a green leafy substance, which she admitted to smoking that day, and that's all she had on her. And um, uh, looking at her mugshot and, and reading the police report and all this, it just seems like she was tweaking out. She was uh, she she was in some some weird form, and she was walking. and the The, the story is that she. <laughs> She stopped to pick up some water for, out of a puddle to drink. And right,
4: with the bear urine in it.
7: Exactly. And that's the that's kind of the, the tabloid t- uh, title that's running around right now, is this girl is drinking bear urine. And the story, officially, I mean, I guess this is the most tame version of the story that I can find, is that this woman was hiking. She was hiking a long, long way. Uh, and uh, allegedly, if she's walking to Canada, this is her story. She got this this water out of this puddle, and this water had bear urine in it. So she went up to sterilize it. She started a fire, and she was going to boil it and sterilize it. And according to her story, she couldn't get the fire started, so she left the campsite and drank the water anyway. And then uh, only after she started walking away from it for a little bit, did she turn around and realize there was smoke and fire and shit like that. This is according to her story, but what, um, what attorneys are, are saying is that she probably did it on purpose, and not only that, but she's probably done it a, a couple of times. Uh, when you look at her kind of background, she just seems like a really nutty environmentalist type, and it kind of boils down to what should be classified as real, honest-to-God, domestic terrorism somebody who not only has done this once, but a multiple repeat offender, somebody who goes around and starts these fires that cause a lot of damage and uh, kill people immediately with the fires, but displace people and then fill the air with all of this smoke that not only the whole state of California has to deal with, but all the other states, you know, over in Utah, they have to breathe in our smoke. I mean, it's a massive, massive health hazard. Um, of, of really incalculable scale and this woman like so many others are just weird like drugged out people but they're educated and this lady obviously is from some sort of like a privileged background to a, you know she's from palo alto and palo alto if you don't know is the heart of silicon valley palo alto is like where apple was started in a garage like it's where Steve Jobs lived it's where it's where the whole epicenter of of the Silicon Valley money and all of that shit is, and it's like this weird, tiny little town in the South Bay, you know kind of by san jose and um and if she's from there, then you just know
4: <laughs> you know what I mean. Do you ever think that there's room for Manchurian candidates when it comes to arsonists? Oh yeah, um, I
7: absolutely do. I think yes. People people can be triggered. I mean, we've talked about MK Ultra stuff in the past, and I mean, I I don't have any firsthand experience with anybody. We've read a lot on the subject, obviously, but yeah, I mean, this lady was in a bad way. I mean, it's a very peculiar story.
4: Self identifies as a shaman. Yes, that's a a red flag
7: (laughs) on her LinkedIn page. This is a doctor, you know, in chemistry and environmental sciences. And that is the one thing that she has written on the head of her LinkedIn page, which I have posted in the show notes. You can actually go and see the LinkedIn page just says shaman. And then it lists all of her accolades, which I've listed earlier and all of her education. And uh, and it's just weird. It's just weird that this lady is just, like, walking. She's, like, homeless, druggie, walking through uh, Northern California, right where the fires are just the worst, you know. And Oh,
4: and don't mind me. Yeah, you know, just, just
7: walking through. I'm walking to Canada, which, by the way, fuck you, you're walking to Canada. They're not going to let you into Canada. No, nobody could go into Canada right now. Yeah. You're trying to go to Canada?
4: So this was recent?
7: This was a very recent here. Yeah, let me find the article here.
4: I'm SF looking, Gate. I'm looking at her mugshot, and I feel like her eyes are on two different planes.
7: Yeah, her mugshot, she looks like she's either had a really rough couple days, or she looks like she drugged out. I mean, people that witnessed her said she was behaving peculiarly. Uh, but, she, yeah, she was. This is the fawn fire, specifically, is what they're calling this fire. Uh, which is a massive fire that's growing around Lake Shasta area. Um, And it was sparked on Wednesday, September 22nd. So this was five days ago. And it grew to 3,500 acres in less than 24 hours. And it got windy the next day, Thursday, September 23rd, and it blasted up to nearly 10,000 acres. And it's only about 45% containment. So... Just another giant, big old ass fire happening in Northern California, near the the massive water reservoir, which is the heart of California's water infrastructure. That's held there at Lake Shasta, uh, by Shasta Dam, and that is the water that they hold up there. That they just, you know, whenever we need more, they just let more out. <laughs> it's it's a pretty neat little system. It's got the whole Central Valley organized. And in a big way, it actually feeds America because California produces a ton of the different varieties of produce that you can get. You know, right. So it's kind of a it's a catch twenty two. And and when I bitch about LA and talking about their water, that's also part of that. And you know, we can bitch about them taking our water, but we can also bitch about losing avocados. You know, we don't get to eat avocados anymore because well, what's
4: we, the other big one? Almonds, right?
7: Almonds, walnuts, uh, citrus um those are all massive massive industries in the valley and without water those industries go away and those are and you know almonds and and avocados in particular just massive amounts of water are used but on top of that also cat, cattle uh, the meat industry obviously is a huge water suck as well and there's a lot of that in california um yeah so anyway this lady I just thought it was interesting bring her up. She so but everybody, of course, is kind of tabloiding her as like the uh the bear piss drinking whatever lady. Uh you know, drinking piss and, and, and kind of treating her as like a weirdo and a druggie and not acknowledging the fact that she probably is, in all actuality, an eco terrorist.
4: Oh, yeah.
7: And and they don't just it's just another way that sort of my local liberal media they don't um, uh, they don't uh, they don't treat this with the with the severity that they would treat anything else like oh I don't know some people going into the Capitol building and taking some selfies and getting shot you know apparently is is a thousand times worse than a woman who just started this massive fire. All these people are going to lose their homes. Some people are going to die.
4: Yeah, but it's not like the woman took Nancy Pelosi's soda out of her little mini fridge or anything, you know?
7: Yeah, you know, she didn't,
4: uh, yeah, I don't know. Are you saying that she would have gotten in more trouble if she was wearing a buffalo head? Hey, she or would be in horns? solitary
7: confinement. I don't know what the hell is going to happen to her. It'll be interesting. I mean, if these guys are really going to pursue her as this repeat offender, then that, yeah, she'll she'll get the federal treatment. And if that happens, then she'll be hanging out with Buffalo guy. Don't, don't you worry about that.
4: Now I will say, and I'm not trying to be biased, but I've now made myself biased by saying that I feel like her mugshot is the same sort of stare that I've seen on Andy knows Twitter page.
7: Andy knows. Is that nose Is in the face nose or in, the...
4: NGO. NGO. He's NGO. the, uh, he's the uh, anti-Antifa journalist. Yes, yes, he's yes. He's the one who's always getting his ass kicked by him.
7: Yeah, I know. All of his pictures are just him covered in shit or on the ground or... Yeah, I just got my ass kicked.
4: Milkshake.
7: Yeah, I just got fucked up by some fucking assholes wearing all black, organized. This guy's the terrorist. Yeah. Dead behind the eyes, just like, oh, shit. Mug are rough. By the time they get around to actually taking your picture, it's been a very long day. You go eight to 12 hours before they actually get around to taking that picture. Especially if they uh, think that you've got some substance issue, they'll throw you in the tank.
4: Let you dry out.
7: Yeah, fuck yeah. They don't want to deal with you fucking conked out. They'll let you sit there and dry out, and they'll come and get you when they're damn well ready. So, yeah, you know. A mugshot tells a thousand thousand words. Thousand words. Uh, You know, she's not the only one, though, Booberry, who has been committing federal crimes, or has been charged, I should say, with a federal crime. Uh And she's also not the only one who's been ingesting urine. Uh, There's breaking news. (laughs)
3: <laughs> we're coming on the air with breaking news a jury in the federal trial of r kelly has found the singer guilty of racketeering based on sexual exploitation of children kidnapping and forced labor they also found him guilty of violating all eight counts of the man act a sex trafficking statute that verdict comes after weeks of testimony from some 50 witnesses he faces potentially decades in prison. Let's go right to NBC's Stephanie Goss outside the courthouse in Brooklyn. Stephanie, good afternoon.
9: Good afternoon, Lester. This is a man who was once dubbed the king of R&B. He wrote that song, I Believe I Can Fly. He won three Grammys from it. It was an an anthem of sorts in the mid-90s, now going to prison, potentially for decades. One charge of racketeering, as you said, other eight charges of sex trafficking. And you might hear racketeering and think, isn't that for mafia bosses? But this was part of a unique strategy on the part of federal prosecutors to introduce sexual assault Allegations that were well outside the statute of limitations. And at the center of this case, Lester, was the story of Aaliyah, a pop singer who many people know died tragically in a plane crash in 2001. According to testimony, she met R. Kelly when she was just 12 years old. A witness, a compelling witness for the prosecution said that she actually walked in on R. Kelly performing a sex act with Aaliyah when she was either 13 or 14 years old. We then heard from one of his employees that at the age of 15, he bribed an official in Illinois to get a fake I.D. so that Aaliyah could marry R. Kelly at the time, who was 27, because he suspected Aaliyah may be pregnant. And if they married, she could not actually give any testimony against him in a statutory rape charges. But it concludes dozens of of witnesses coming forward with depraved allegations of abuse, physical, emotional, sexual, a number of alleged victims.
7: Yeah. Jesus. I know, right? How many weird Hollywood things are in that blurb?
4: The uh, um, dying in the plane crash. Uh, I, I missed the first one.
7: There's so much. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll get into it. There's, there's so many things between the lines with what she just laid out. But to preface all of this, jurors have found R and B singer, R Kelly guilty of uh, racketeering, uh, including bribery, sexual exploitation, and, uh, sex trafficking and uh, R. Kelly has kind of been in hot water about this sort of thing, more or less for like, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years. I feel like he's been more or less kind of fighting allegations and m- settling with people and doing shit.
4: Do you know what R. Kelly calls people beneath him? Who? Peons. What is it?
7: Pe- <laughs> yep. Yep. It's uh it's not good. It's not good. He actually he, he got the subpoena. I think when he got the subpoena in twenty ten, they actually have a recording of his reaction when he what he said he was gonna do with the subpoena if you hit R. Kelly reaction one.
4: I'm gonna piss on it.
7: Yep. <laughs> that is actual physical uh recording of uh <laughs> Of my man getting that subpoena,
4: <laughs> subpoena Uh
7: So anyway, uh, there's there's a lot to, to kind of uh, got to, a lot to kind of unpackage. So first of all, there's 50 uh, witnesses, 50. 50 witnesses, fifty people who are testifying against him. Uh, also, I'd like to remind everybody that this man wrote, uh, "I believe I can fly." which of course was a massive hit back in the day and uh, definitely you know is a, is a staple of popular culture just want to just want to remind everyone that so this guy has been doing this for so long that they actually couldn't pin shit on him because of the statute of limitations statute of limitations being you know you can't be committed of a, a crime past a certain period of time i think it's like 8 years or something so after 8 years if it's not a really gnarly, crazy, gnarly crime, then, then you technically can't be held at fault for it. Um, that's the idea. I mean, does that happen in practice? Come on, uh, depends. But this guy's been doing this since the mid-90s, right? And the other thing they talked about is Aaliyah. Aaliyah was a, a girl who we can only assume was presented to, to him. Uh, they met when he, she was 12 years old and he was a big, big star. And uh, by the time 2001 came along, she was, you know, like a pop star, kind of, I think she was like 18, 17, 18. But in the five years leading up to that, she was being groomed by this guy and uh, and put in this position that a lot of people in music would put in. I mean, I think Aretha Franklin was probably in a similar situation in her day. It's just something that happens uh, un- really awfully and unfortunately in the music industry. But uh, she dies in a plane crash in 2001, which is a classic Hollywood sacrifice, eyes wide shut, blurb in the paper, forget about it next week type of death. I mean...
4: It's even you know more I mean? perfect that I can't remember. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant oh, well, was...
7: Yeah, Kobe Kobe for sure. I mean, Kobe was a, was a... <laughs> Somebody sacrificed Kobe. That was that would be for something major, um, yeah. And just just aircraft in general. I mean, fucking helicopters suck. Helicopters are and small aircraft in general. Just very terrifying. But there's there's a certain pattern.
4: You know how you fix that? You cancel it out with two negatives. Two negatives make a positive. You put a hot tub in the helicopter in small mm. aircraft,
7: and you drink poison.
4: Well no, because then that would be three negatives and it would become negative again. Ah,
7: I was just making extra sure. But yeah, you're probably right. We don't we want to keep it like algebra. Yeah. One for one.
4: You got we're it. very uh we're a very math based production.
7: Yes. We want balance. Balance. Um, yeah. Yeah, what do you think about all this this craziness? You you like R. Kelly, you an R. Kelly fan?
4: Uh, you know, I've always had Good, good luck with that joke. Um, I know that song. Uh, It was in Space Jam, right?
7: Yeah, it was in Space Jam, one of the most important films ever made.
4: Yeah, it's a mega hit. Yeah, Yeah, I mean,
7: everyone's seen Space Jam of a certain age. Uh,
4: Yeah. Makes me wonder who he pissed off, you know, because I feel like there's folks that do the same sort of chicanery and they get away with it still to this day, no problem. Which is
7: the most important lesson to take away from this is that it still happens. It happens all the time. Um, it, in fact, it's not that it just happens. It's that this industry is in a way built on it at at, at a certain level. I mean, it's not that way across the board because it couldn't be, it wouldn't be able to get away with it that way. It's, It's only that way at a certain level. And, uh, there's there's only so much you can do. I mean, and like I said, people have been going after him for 15 years. It's taken him so long to even get anything substantial in this guy because he's got a lot of fucking pull. He's just a, a very influential dude, especially in a certain community. And You know what I'm talking about. I mean, with certain people will defend him. People will make sure that he does not get in trouble because he's a, he's a role model in a way. You know, somebody who made it. Somebody who went, you know, Rags to Rich's story. A successful businessman. And it's hard to give that up. It's hard to hold that person accountable sometime. sometimes. Um,
4: yeah. I, don't know. I just him, want to know, know if it was 50 film. individual people that watched him pee on somebody. Well, just witness sex acts
7: and shit. I mean, just witnessing... Witnessing, just people testifying. I mean, this is not just witnesses; just people who are willing to testify. Just being there for, and the idea with him is that he had like a harem, like he he really had him coming and going. And it's not you know peeing on him; it's a big joke. But the, the truth is, is this guy really like was he treated like a business? I think he was like a pimp, a real genuine uh, institutional pimp at this really kind of accepted or or just not talked about level you know in hollywood right
4: you think he rats he raps no 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 sorry rats do you think he's gonna squeal do you think he's gonna snitch
7: on himself never
4: no but you know there's it's a network it's obviously a network if he's got uh children coming and going he's gotta have connections He must know people that are in the industry. I'm just asking, do you think that he would uh, go for some sort of plea deal or whatever the fuck they call it, where he gets a little bit of immunity for testifying against, you know, whoever's next up, fucking Epstein or whatever the like, you know? I think, you
7: know, I was going to do what Epstein did, deny, deny, deny. That's all he has done, and I think he pled not guilty in the face of all these federal charges. He totally is 100%. I think he's convinced himself. Unless otherwise, he's putting on a great performance. When you see him in court, he's in tears. He's, he's trembling. I mean, there's been all kinds of like memes that's made about his behavior in court because he's been in custody for, like, fucking, I think, a year now, maybe two. And um, he's, he's denying it. He denies it to the end of the earth. He's not fucking ratting on himself. No way.
4: And Servo uh, had a pretty interesting point. He wouldn't even have that chance because the network includes the prosecutors. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Nah, it's the horse he rode in on. Yeah, I remember those uh, videos of him crying. Yeah. Crying a lot.
7: You know, to to plead not guilty is. Just right away. You, you don't think they you, they gave him a couple plea deals, and he was like, nah. No way. There's actually, I think there's a second clip. Hit, hit me with the breaking news, too.
3: We're coming on the air with breaking news. A jury in the federal oh, trial no. of R. Kelly. Is that has- one or
7: two? That was two. God damn it. Let's see. I might have. Uh, well. I might have fucked it up. But it's, they're just going to say that he's been in custody for a while and that he's going to be. He's gonna. He's really going away. I think.
4: Uh,
7: I might have given you the wrong clip. It's entirely possible. Trapped oh in the drive-through, in the closet. Oh, that was such a banger back in the day. I'm in the closet. No, I was
4: just gonna say the second clip is longer. I'm just seeing where it would actually line up at. So, oh, it, you might just have the rest of it, the full clip, in there. Yeah.
9: But this was part of a unique strategy on the part of federal prosecutors to introduce sexual assault allegations that were well outside the statute of limitations. And at the center of this case, Lester, Mm -hmm. was the story of Aaliyah, a pop singer who many people know, died tragically in a plane crash in 2001. According to testimony, she met R. Kelly when she was just 12 years old. A witness, a compelling witness for the prosecution said that she actually walked in on R. Kelly performing a sex act with Aaliyah when she was either 13 or 14 years old. We then heard from one of his employees that at the age of 15, he bribed an official in Illinois to get a fake ID so that Aaliyah could marry R. Kelly at the time, who was 27, because he suspected Aaliyah may be pregnant. And if they married, she could not actually give any testimony against him in a statutory rape charges. But it concludes dozens of of witnesses coming forward with depraved allegations of abuse, physical, emotional, sexual a number of alleged victims and as you said this was a trial that lasted weeks but prosecutors argued that this was actually something that was decades in the making his defense over the course of the trial tried to portray the victims in this case as out opportunists who were looking for money and fame but very clearly here in the end the jury decided the prosecution had made its case lester
3: and and stephanie he has been in custody leading up to this correct
9: Yes, he has for two years, and this is not the end of the road in terms of the charges that he faces. He still has state and federal charges, sex trafficking, uh, sexual assault, as well uh, as pornography charges. He was acquitted on pornography charges back in 2008, but at this point, he still has weeks, years, months down the road where he's going to be dealing with these allegations in a courtroom, but he is, uh, for now, facing Decades in prison. His, tra- his sentencing due to take place May fifth here in New York.
4: May oh boy, 5th next year.
7: Yeah. So <laughs> this is another thing about the court system uh, that people don't realize. Uh, right to a speedy trial. Speedy is is a relative term. They're they're not going to be able to pencil him in. So he's going to have to go sit in jail for what? till May. It's another, oh, eight months or so. Right. So he's going to have to be in, in jail for another eight months waiting out for his court date. And then he goes to his court date and then they're going to sentence him as guilty or not. But in the event that they do sentence him as guilty, then, then that's it. Then he goes into some sort of prison system for, for uh, permanently. And then, you know, whatever his, his parole parameters will be, whatever whatever deal he gets. But, hey, you can walk free, too. You never know. I mean, stranger things have happened. And uh, he'll have plenty of time to focus on it.
4: Well, sucks to be him. <laughs> I don't know. Well, don't,
7: don't do that shit, you know. You yeah. Just,
4: it's pretty easy. Literally, it's, literally, all you have to do is just not... uh
7: I mean it's a it's a weird thing because the 80 the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s all this PC all this correctness stuff it really is a pendulum swing from a time of just unabashed craziness which at the time seemed normal
4: because that's how things work cuz it was Whatever revolutionary you, at the time
7: yeah and it was and it was a reaction to the stifled ...ness of the 40s and 50s and the post-war generation. I mean, it just back and forth, back and forth. You, it kind of makes you wonder if you, if these kids that are growing up with masks and Zoom calls as the norm and aren't getting the social aspect, if they are going to have some sort of, uh, reaction. Maybe maybe, maybe they'll be much more social than, than we'll give them credit because it'll be a matter of survival. It'll be a matter of, of evolution in the face of this of nurture. A nature versus nurture. Because kids want to go out. You want to party. People want to go out and do things. Most people that I talk to even around here understand that this is like way over the top and nobody rocks the boat. And that Unfortunately, it ties into this R. Kelly thing in a weird way, where it's like the the, the real crime was that people didn't say anything. You know, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And that's always been the case. Uh, That was the case with Weinstein. That's the case with all these things. It's just like everybody knows. Everybody knows. But nobody does anything. And not only do they not do anything, but they act... The, the opposite, they really play a part in it in a way that would be considered an accomplice in any court of law, given it, if it were a murder, you know, if you knew about a murder and you were complicit in, in acting in a certain way so that your friend got away with murder, well, then you're an accomplice to that murder, right?
4: Has anybody checked in on Rose McGowan today by any chance? Oh, man. Has anyone checked
7: in on, uh, what's-his-face, Ronan Farrow? (laughs) Is Ronan Farrow still around?
4: What about uh, Corey Feldman? I don't know. Corey Corey does this whole on-again, off-again. Corey's a wacko.
7: I mean, as much as he he definitely, I I wouldn't want to hang out with him. Maybe I would. I don't know. That's unfair. Sorry, Corey. If you're listening, my bad, man. You're probably a fine guy.
4: Oh, then yeah, Mia, F- I had to look up Ronan, son of Mia, Mia Farrow, and Woody Allen. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's Mia the Farrow one, He's the one that uh, busted up in the story on Weinstein. We've talked about him on the show before. Now that's I remember right. him.
7: Yeah, so that's why I bring him
4: up. Nice.
7: Yeah. Uh, he and he had the clout to do it. I mean, he was in the position that's what happens. That's how big people fall is they fuck with the wrong, uh, big person or, or somebody who is big picks a bone with them or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's same thing happened with Clinton. We've talked about that in the past. The, the Monica Lewinsky scandal would not have been what it was if it weren't for that one DA who I always fucking forget his name, but there was really just one guy. And I'm going to put it in a short list so that I always remember it. It's, it's so simple. It's like an alliteration, a double B word. And I'll, I'll fucking... Okay, God, what is the Bill Clinton? Uh, Monica Lewinsky. Anyway, there's one guy. I'm not, I'm not going to look at it. There's one guy who who really pressed into it and was in the position to press into it. And that's why the scandal existed in the first place. And this guy, I'm pretty sure it was political suicide. I mean, the in the long term, this guy was was faded away because... <laughs> Clinton was is part of the club, and and this guy didn't didn't follow suit. He didn't play the game. He 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 got politically ambitious, and he did this.
4: He stepped out of line.
7: The yeah, at a time where the th- big thing about Clinton, like we said, is that he he unified the parties. He he made the Democrats the party of the ten percent. That's what I call them. We we, we talk about the one percent, the ultimate elite, but I think that there's a serious elite in the top ten percent which is the, the professionals, the white collared, the doctors La- and lawyers, lawyers, and accountants, yeah. lawyer, you know, the, the, the executives of the police chiefs, the, the people who hang out at the country clubs. I mean, those guys are the people that really run the country day to day in the backbone of the economy. They're the people that have the money and have the sway. And if politicians want to get into office, they're the people that they want to please. And, um, The Democrats have really embraced that with with the Clintons initially, but then definitely advanced it. I mean, Obama is just fucking Mr. Ivy League. Uh, For a president that was allegedly supposed to be so diverse, you know, they're bringing in this the first African-American president, that fucking cabinet was just nothing but buddies from the same three colleges, (laughs) you know, just there was no diversity at whatsoever.
4: You really raise at. them up together so they know how to play well with each other. Oh. It seems fairly basic. Yeah,
7: yeah. It, it, it's a it's a big club, and we ain't in it, as Carlin geniusly said. And yeah, and there's a lot of you know they they, they get into these positions. They they work for it. I think that's kind of part of the deal. They are it happens to them themselves because again, it is a system. It's a, it's a thing that exists beyond any one person or one group of people. Even it's it's part of a well, it's it's not true because it is dependent on each generation to to do what it is they're going to do. But um, the entertainment industry has always been riddled with this, and sex trafficking is just one of those things that people just don't want to fucking talk about. They just don't want to talk about it. It's way too depressing, it's way too intense it's it's it nobody wants to hear that it happens because it's awful and people just wish that it didn't happen and they especially wouldn't want to know that it it, it happens at the level that it does and that it is such a massive industry and that it's a massive thing that a lot of people participate in
4: did you already say how prevalent it was? How
7: prevalent is it
4: i I don't know. I don't actually, I don't, I don't.
7: Oh, I was, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking. It was a rhetoric. Sex trafficking is second only to drugs. It was was more of a
4: rhetorical question, but it did get me thinking about a um, recent Grimerica Outlawed episode I was listening to and Mm. uh, Graham had fact. No, I'm sorry. It was Darren fact checking the guest. Uh, She's on another show. It'll come to me. Probably not. Um, but he fact checked her on the six hundred thousand children going missing every year. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this number? We, we've talked about it. Six hundred
7: thousand kids go missing from the federal from like the federal foster system every year. Is that the number?
4: Uh, federal. It seems really high. Uh, runaways and uh, just uh, missing children calls and, and stuff so of that nature.
7: Between all of it, six six hundred thousand a year.
4: But he ended up. This is a big popular meme, like um, Eddie Bravo. This some is a of,
7: popular a memey number, the six hundred thousand.
4: Yeah, and uh, I just I got to thinking, like he had finally had enough of of hearing about it and went and sort of debunked it on on his own, mm-hmm. um, which apparently wasn't all that difficult. Uh, I don't remember if he talked about it or not. to Tell you the truth.
7: Oh, did he find a, a reliable data set that he could? Get some from
4: yeah. I, th- I think it, I think the issue was there was a lot of extrapolation mm-hmm. from the numbers that people were reading, but that's, that's neither here uh, nor there. Um, I mean, even it,
7: for for me, six hundred thousand seems like a really high number, but that's in a country of three hundred twenty million people, three hundred forty million. So, I mean, statistically, it's it's not a huge number, but it's really not a small number. Either. I don't know, it seems seems intense, but I know that there's a lot of issues with, uh, I know that the Native American community, I mean, they get it the worst, I think, than anybody else. They get, they a lot of them get cycled into foster systems and things like that, or, or just when something happens, the police don't really go there because there's like a sovereignty situation, right? Right. They're like self policing, and they're supposed to be. That's the deal. And uh, there's a lot of issues there as well. So a lot of people go missing. And uh, I think it's reported. I don't know it's reported. But there's a lot of the issue with uh, Asia as well. Asia, of course, is just massive, massive part of that. Um, and with the internet and everything going on, I mean, it's just. It's never been hotter people are people are lonely at home and, you know they get, it's hard to meet people it's hard to socialize and so for everybody who's at home they've got you know maybe some live entertainment going for themselves and for people who have the means and have the guts they go out and they'll buy it you know and that's just kind of what this uh, situation we're in right now.
4: Yeah, I suppose. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe people will stop buying it at some point. I hope so. Well,
7: there's a lot of, there's never been more awareness for how awful it is. Given the fact that it, that sex trafficking isn't covered, or I should say it is covered up a lot of the time, like in, in news stories. But, you know, porn and things like that, like people, all, there's a lot of activism about that stuff now. About anti you know like what we're talking about not exactly what we're talking about with the the atsy thing but but good working conditions which only fans is actually in a way uh, you're a big part of because they got these women are doing it for themselves they don't have to go through anything other than their own service you know their, their situation that they have with only fans but they don't have to Go and with a producer, you know the classic porn porno producer. You got to do the casting couch and all that stuff, you know. That, right, you as long know, as you
4: don't dox yourself accidentally or get doxed.
7: Yeah, a lot of girls, you know, they don't show their faces or whatever, but it's 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 a tough thing because there's there should be a healthiness with it as well. Sex work should be something that is you know. Supported, I think. I, I, I'm, I'm in support of, of like good, clean, honest, legal sex work. Not that I participated in myself personally. I don't. And I mean that, uh, just cause it's not really my thing. Uh, but I, I believe that for certain people, you know, they should be, they should be free to do what they want to do as long as everybody's consenting. And there are plenty of women out there who, and men who want to be in that industry. Purely on their own volition, they want it, they aren't forced into it. there's no mental illness or anything that's beyond you know any other mental mental illness that anyone else has you know they're just they're they're doing their job they enjoy what they do maybe they like sex and they just that's it and they're in a, they, the money's good it's fun can we know, call don't... the
4: sex workers union the sexters the <laughs> sexters uh, the cyber lords I don't know.
7: Uh,
4: I don't know. It's well, I a, think you need a little more inclusive of a word than Lord. It's very sex. one one side, one sided leaning. You know. I know. I know. And this is a union, which is about you know unity.
7: Well, I think they should call Tennessee, and maybe you see if a Local sixty nine is available. <laughs> maybe they can buy it from them.
4: There you go. Hi, we'd like to buy your your union. (laughs) Well, I mean, there is a somewhat... I'm from the governor's office. We'd like to buy your union.
7: (laughs) We don't want to buy your union. We just want to buy the the name. Can we be Local 69,
4: please? Hey, Uh, there was something that I wanted to touch on, and I didn't think about it at the time, but I have an alternate suspicion as to why this strike might be going down, I have a different reason why I think this is. You're gonna go back to
7: the strike? What I'm, I'm talking gonna, about, Mike?
4: My- I want to make this really quick because I forgot. But I think that the last time we had a strike, it was 100 and uh, 101 days, I think, 14 weeks, which is about three months. How many folks in the entertainment industry have already gotten their shots? And three months from now would put us right in the middle of the December when shit's going to start really getting hairy for number of cases and whatnot. What if this is about keeping people that might be getting exposed to harsh amounts of COVID or having to get put away at home? Just wanted to throw it out there. Okay. that The strike is a cover up for people getting sick from the vaccines. Oh, ah, my yeah, maybe. That's my alternative take on what's going on.
7: I, I just think they want more money. They're just greedy. They just want more money. because Everyone's greedy over there. They're just greedy fucks. They're all taking advantage of a bad situation, you know? Never let a good uh, tragedy go to waste. Good crisis, too. Or, yeah, a crisis. That's what it is. Never let a good crisis go to waste. It's a fucking tragedy. All right. Is that it?
4: Uh, We have another, or our last. No, I was
7: going to continue my thing. I'm not done yet. (laughs)
4: Yes.
7: (laughs) You know, it was like in the middle of it. (laughs) Just uh, railroaded it in there. I'm almost done. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm almost done. Uh, Okay. I don't even know. Where was I? I was talking about what? Uh, Okay, let's see. I just this is put, what I, this is what I have to deal with people I was like I was like, I was like two minutes away from being done and you're like no 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 I have to tell you right now this random thing I'm like okay I guess Jesus all right so uh let's see oh whatever Fuck it
4: <laughs> let me pause I'll take us back
7: no <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take us back we're doing it live uh I don't know something about I don't know. Yeah, you're I guess talking about
4: sex trafficking in the entertainment industry and that there's a lot of people out on social media in activist groups shining more and more lights on it that more of the public is starting to come around to the realization but it can also be argued that they continue to turn a harder blind eye in some ways
7: yeah and it was gonna tie it into something else though and Let's see. Uh, anyway, this guy wrote, I Believe I Can Fly. It was a great song. uh, But fuck him. And yeah, uh, the only thing necessary for Triumph of Evil is for good men to do nothing. So be diligent, I guess. I don't know. I was going to say something like that. Yeah, that's it. Fuck R. Kelly. But also, God, what a great song.
4: Yeah, definitely uh, Space Jam vibes all the way.
7: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
4: Well, now that I totally fucked up that whole (laughs) bit. Uh, We have uh, probably another scream mail, right? Two more. We had one more come in after the fact, so. All right. Two for the end of the show. All right. Yeah, I'm not actually going to scream tonight because...
2: Um, you know, my daughters, unfortunately, uh, i don't know got something and is, uh, not feeling
6: well and yeah, and I don't need to, uh, be making a whole lump noise. Yeah. I,
4: I don't, you know, of course you, you go into the doctor these days, it's for anything. It's like, Oh,
8: you might have the coup for something, which never so great. Um, uh, although I definitely have my reasons to screen at the moment. Um, maybe I'll leave them off the air, but,
4: uh, I gotta say that I do appreciate you guys. And, uh, you know, love the show and, and it's, uh, the, the discussions are always entertaining and, uh, yeah. So,
7: you know, so keep on screaming. Yes. Nice. Appreciate you too. Phone boy.
4: Hell yeah. Thank you. Phone fun boy. Funito. incredibly, funito. He he can take this meta cause he's got the soundboard inside of the voicemails. He, he can do all sorts of different screams.
7: Oh yeah. He's, he's got, he's the clip commander. He's the commander of the clip. He makes that shit work. Wherever you see clips, you'll see that face. That's right. All these little motherfuckers, these little bitches, they don't know about the clip
4: like this motherfucker does. Uh, I based off of the Google translation, this one this next person knows something about something.
0: Oh no! R. Kelly peed on me. Oh, oh no, wait, I like it.
7: well you may be entitled to compensation my friend (laughs) have you been peed on r kelly lately in the last 20 years well guess what the federales figured out how to fucking get him anyway despite the statute of limitations so you will be entitled to compensation today get peed on
4: call our number that's right oh that's funny
7: everybody loves r kelly a lot. A lot. Yeah, so there's a lot of people drinking pee these days. you got ladies setting fires. We've got massive multimillionaire sex harem guys drinking pee. Or no, giving the supplying the pee, the pee supplier.
4: Do you think that uh, maybe it was the bear on methamphetamine and the woman drinking the pee got high through that? Oh,
7: my God. Wait a minute. Hold on now. Wait a minute now. Is the bear in R. Kelly's crew, and is there is there a connection? Is there a pee connection here?
4: What if it was R. Kelly peeing on the bear that was on meth amphetamines? I think
7: what we need to do is we need to go into this lady's uh, MP3 player, and we need to see what she was listening to, if she's a big R. Kelly fan. I think that's the key, because it sounds like this lady might be involved with R. Kelly. So, we should look into that. This is why we do this. This is why we try to get behind these schemes, you fucking assholes, because these people are pissing all over us. They're, they're the elitists and they're literally pissing all over us. They're pissing on our leg and calling it rain. Okay? Right?
4: Yeah, I'm trying to. Am I up, right? I'm trying to come up with a good piss alliteration. Um, <laughs> but every time well, I open my in luck. I just get wet. (laughs) Don't get pissed. Hey, man, I'd rather be pissed on than pissed off, okay?
7: (laughs) Perhaps. Perhaps.
4: So maybe that does make me a good candidate for the New World Order. (laughs) Nah. Piss on. Because
7: once you get pissed on, you get pissed off.
4: (laughs) Pull me. Try it out, man. Twist me <laughs> Ah! Uh, I still don't have that uh scream jingle saved. It'd be so easy too. Ah! oh,
7: we gotta get the, oh yeah, that's the best that's next on the dish. What's coming down the peep pee pee, pee, pee pee?
4: well, I'm gonna go ahead and formally apologize once again for totally uh side dicking your whole finale there.
7: Oh, that's all right, Mister Blueberry. You know we're all just in the boat, doing our best, and I'm sure that we'll all learn a lesson here and, <laughs> and move forward into the future. And just
4: sounds like a promise.
7: You know, I know you're a spaz. I know you when you got some on your mind, you gotta you gotta get it off. I know I know who you are. I understand. I'm your friend. Oh. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to be here. And but, yeah, don't piss on my bits anymore, though, <laughs> unless I ask or pay for it. Well, permission to piss right now? Yes, sir.
4: Thought this is a pretty good leak.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I got, I got. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I got to stop it. I got to do it. That's what you did to the Hog Story, by the way. So now I'm doing it to you. There is one thing that R. Kelly did say about the conditions of his cell. Uh oh. Yeah, you hit reaction two. What he said. This is what his cell sounds like. Oh, uh, let me. Sorry, it's a clip. Yep. It's an actual recording of what R. Kelly said. His uh, prison cell sounds like.
4: Yeah. <laughs> All
3: right. <laughs> All right. Trip you beep. Trip you peep. I'm gonna piss on it. <laughs>
7: Anyway, it's real shit. It's R. Kelly. Okay, send
4: this out, my man. Let me find it. I was too busy laughing. (laughs) Oh, there you are. Here we go. Your body is a porta potty. Thanks for hanging along with episode sixty-four. Behind the schemes, we covered all sorts of uh, bodily functions and creepy shit done with celebrities and creepy shit done in the woods. Mm, yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. Let's keep talking.
4: I mean, I mean, don't. No, but you know what I'm saying. I'm still kind of hung up on the bear urine.
7: (laughs) Don't get high on bear urine, people. It's not good for you.
4: No doubt. Uh, We'll have some uh, Netflix sort of styled material next week in relation to Edward Bernays. That was the majority of the other stuff that I had had, so that should be fairly interesting, I believe. Wow, it's going to be awesome.
7: Edward Bernays, the father of uh, propaganda and a relative of, uh, of Freud.
4: Yep. Great-grand-uncle, uh, or great-great-grand-uncle, uh, Sigmund Freud is.
7: Yeah, and then, and then yeah, this is Mr. Netflix. That's his uncle, or great-uncle, or whatever. So It's all in the Freud family. It's fucking weird. Anyway...
4: Well, we'll uh, it'll be a weird-ass time next week, and I've been Booberry, Mothman of the mini
7: And all the way from over here at the Braft Coast, where things are just a little fucking strange. Uh, my name is Lavish.
8: This show is behind the shem shem Behind the schemes with threes as ease.
0: Oh my god!
2: That bowling ball, is my wife! <laughs> they're probably like, is so satisfied and crying at the same time.
5: Hey. Yeah, that's not red science You gotta be our science Fuck Facebook. Some <laughs> <In> Colombian.
9: <laughs> Holy shit. This
6: Disney princess is that thing. <laughs> That boy band got no future.
2: Lavish also has a buttery voice.
6: Much food. much
8: conspiracy, much punk. Find us at BehindTheSchemes.com with three threes for easy. Or LoveIsLit.com uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody's in on this game. This thing is a scam. Well, oh, life is a scam. I always think I know what behind the scenes is about, and then I listen to it
4: and I realize that i completely wrong, and they always talking about something else. More interesting than what
8: I presume they're talking about.
4: Oh yeah, behind the scenes.
9: This okay. is Behind.
5: The esoterica of your dreams.